Welcome, friends and family, to the Local Acts Only podcast. I'm here with Anthony Garcia. Hello. A. Jones. A. Jones. Who is A. Jones? Who is A. Jones? So, we're, I, I know the... Um, Madison told me about the the name, but what did she say about the name. <laughs> she, I, well, she was like, "Yeah, like I guess your mom like asked her or something." She was like, "Who's A Jones?" <laughs> like, I put it on my Instagram a while ago. My mom texted me and was like, "Who the hell is A?" Jones? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I was like, like yeah, I know who A Jones is, but like, who who's A Jones? Like, <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> yeah. So is that uh, it's is it supposed to be a mystery or? I guess so. I yeah, mean, I'm still figuring out who A Jones is. You know what I mean? Damn. Aren't we all? Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Well, um, to get right into it, uh, this episode, we're going to talk a lot about, to begin, the uh, recent project, A Town. Yeah. It's called, right? A Town? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is absolutely incredible. One of the more um, unique projects that I've heard recently, as it's like a folky kind of project. Like, you don't hear a lot about, like, a lot of that. Um I mean, I guess I'm already derailing, but <laughs> to start, like, what, like, pulled you in as far as that kind of genre? So, I think I started getting into this music when I first got to college. I started really getting into singer-songwriters and folk music in general. I'm sorry, I'm talking very quietly. No, yeah, you're good. <laughs> Can all be fixed. But yeah, I got really into Johnny Cash when I was a senior in high school, and uh, my love for singer-songwriters kind of started there. And it, it's progressed, and that's what's interesting to me about uh, the project is that I've I've um, went back and listened to a lot of music similar to what I'm trying to create since then, and it's really grown over time. Mm-hmm. And I've been writing these songs for a while now, like the the songs that I've recorded have been around for like two, three years now. Really? Yeah. Do you find that to be like a struggle? Like I recently have, I've struggled with even going back to something I wrote like a couple weeks ago you know and like just reading it and like being in a different place mentally because like I feel like once you're out of that place that you're in Mm -hmm. when you're writing a song initially you kind of lose the like spark a little bit did you struggle with that I did especially in the recording process because I was I've obviously written other songs since then Mm -hmm. but having to go back and say am I still feeling those things now or can I change them to make it you know fit the idea Mm -hmm. because I really wanted to make something cohesive that was the whole in- intention behind the album, mm-hmm. really taking my time and making something that is meant to be listened to in full. Not yeah. Really it's supposed to be picked out songs. Mm-hmm. Like not really so much throwing a banger in a playlist really as much as like listening to a piece of art kind of. Yeah. Um, so when you're writing that and you're like in that headspace of like, I don't really feel like this anymore. Does it change? Like, does the song change or do you kind of just like put yourself back in that place and be like, no, this is what it was about originally. This is the emotion originally. I need to keep this main thing. Or does it like change? Sometimes it changes over time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a song will take on different meaning. Yeah. You know, I try to write songs in the moment. I I try to be the channel of to whatever is coming to me. Mm -hmm. But whatever's coming to me at one point in time may change. Yeah. I found myself um, reworking a lot of songs that, I originally wrote and said, this is going to be a song on the album. But after recording some songs, I started to realize like the idea and kind of manifest it. Mm-hmm. How, um, like, oh, I just lost my train of thought. Fuck. Awful, okay. awful podcast interviewer. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, so like when, are there any that 
kind of come to mind that it was like one thing when it first started and then it kind of came like came out the other end a different song almost a song we mentioned earlier place inside my mouth mm-hmm. I, I rearranged that one a lot that was actually the last song i recorded mm-hmm. and the words for that song um were just coming and going and i i sort of just tried to make it as simple of a story as i could mm-hmm. and that's why i like to think it almost is like a, a short story that song it's like mm-hmm. a small narrative um so like i said we wanted to talk about the music a lot do you want to start with that song talk about that one a little bit like read some of the lyrics to yeah, it maybe I, I took some screenshots of the lyrics on my phone mm-hmm. actually i have a, that one in my notebook it is a beautiful notebook. notebook over here dude i feel lost when i don't have this thing <laughs> or like you ever lose it no, this one I haven't lost. Yeah, no. I've had some like terrifying moments where I'm like, I don't know where it is, and I've written a lot of stuff in there, and I hope no one reads it. Oh, I used to use my phone a lot. Yeah, I actually started journaling like this summer. Mm-hmm. So this is like some of the lyrics because, like uh, I said, I've been reworking them, and those might not, not even be the lyrics in the song, but those are some of them. Mm-hmm. That's the idea, at least. She was, he was seventeen, at four down, hanging with. A no good bunch of clowns said i here honestly do you yeah bad. here <laughs> no it's, it's really not that bad i just also can't read so like do you uh, want to read it next, i feel like it would be better coming from says, here said i've been dreaming of a place where we were a bit older now didn't really know what was going on said i've been dreaming of a place inside my mouth so what does that what does that mean to you like a place inside my mouth well the it, that kind of sums up the idea of the album it just it's a place inside my mind that I created to mm-hmm. explore myself and explore different emotions that I've been feeling. And right here in my notebook, it says, it's a place I like to talk about. So this is me like realizing, you know, this is a place that I've made up and explored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like your, your brain is this like vast playground yeah, that you can vast and expansive <laughs> <laughs> for real. Um, <laughs> so, when exactly was that song written? Because you said it was over a span of a long time, right? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I wrote that song in my bathroom. <laughs> That's another theme I, I um wanted to mention. Being at my parents' house, we have a small woods in our backyard. And um, as time goes on, the woods is starting to die and uh, starting to decay. And through the process of recording and writing these songs, I've been just looking at that woods and trying to take inspiration from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I remember looking through my bathroom window at the woods while writing the song. And everything comes from a guitar part for me, because I'm really a player. Mm-hmm. So I had that guitar part, and then I was trying to, you know, add words to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that I wanted to ask, too. So, like, most of your songs are starting with the guitar? Yeah, yeah, for the most part. See, that's, like, the general consensus that I get from almost everyone, mm-hmm. is that they start with the instruments and then write to it. Yeah. But, like, I have this, like, mental block where, like, I need, like, words come out of me first. And so, like, I have, such a, I have such a struggle of, I've like... I've always been wanted to... I've wanted to be able to do that, but it's always guitar first for me. Really? Yeah. The song uh, Throwing Stones, which is the first track on mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs, that song came all at once came guitar part and words oh so it was like yeah, just oh, one was like, oh and everything at once love, love the best oh yeah the most uh you want to talk a little bit about that one how where we kick off the project sure so uh throwing stones hmm i guess that that one is one that could be about a lot of different things mm-hmm. it's about a lot of different things to me but um 
I'm trying to think of the words to that song too. I can pull that one up. <laughs> what did you, cool. what did you could, think when you when you heard that song? What did it remind you of? I the thing that stood out to me really was the production wise, like how it sounded recording, because it gave you like a. I felt like like I was in my car, but I felt like I was like sitting next to the fire and like in like a cozy like room, just the way it's like mastered kind of. I actually it has uh, that very like that song. Um, at Madison's house mm-hmm. in New York. My ah. parents have a house up there where they like to stay when they go snowboarding. And it's this old, like, 70s room with the green funny. carpet and yeah. old furniture. So I feel it, like I kind of got teleported there. The room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, as far as where I refresh me, like, some of the words, because I'm very, um, I'm a very eclectic music listener. I just listen to fucking everything and then like forget everything. You definitely <laughs> have an appreciation for a lot of different music. Oh, every awesome. every genre really. It's it was something that I had to work hard and like be awful at for a while, but eventually <laughs> I got got to where I needed to be. So I'm looking at the words right now, and um, it starts saying throwing stones years ago. So it starts in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, and a line that stuck out to me when I first came up with it was, and the cold wind blows, and the cold wind blows when I tell it. And that, to me, is sort of like an empowering line. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, let me read some of this. I, I, want, I try to be demonstrative, and I try to write with statements, try to declare myself, and say, you know, I'm here. I'm, I'm saying what I want to say. Yeah, this is incredible. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a shot at reading it. Okay. Um, so, throwing stones years ago, I've, I've been where we are going, and the cold wind blows, and the cold wind, blo- wind blows when I tell it. My brother and I gathering worms in cans. I wish I could understand. I wish I could understand what I meant when I said. I would go down this old lonely road, and there would be a girl out there, and there would my soul out there yeah there would be my soul yeah there would be my soul out there you know um myself growing up and i think that's a theme throughout the project yeah i definitely catch that i I also love that the line in little verse where it's uh, talking about the victorian times Mm -hmm. it's such a i don't know it gives you like a uh, warm, warm, definitely like warm, like feeling listening to it. I'm glad the Ooh. the whole project is really, really incredible. Thank you. I highly recommend that everyone listen to it. Um, but so for if you had to put like a, I mean, you said you wanted it to be like a whole like thing. If if I mean, so it's kind of like a concept album, right? Yeah. You would say yeah. Would so say. if you had to give the most like not blunt but like simplest summarization for anyone who hasn't listened to it or like if they are interested in lyrics and stuff like that what how would you summarize it how would i summarize them? the idea is kind of um i tried to make it as simple as i could mm-hmm. that's why the town ta- the town is just that's the title and um you mentioned like you enjoy the lyrics a lot but um, I guess lyrics to me come and go. Like, I don't really focus on what I write. It just kind of comes to me. Mm-hmm. And then I try to internalize it and find out what it means. And then, you know, as the song presents itself, I try to further figure out what it, what is this, what is this trying to project? Yeah, it's, it's definitely something that you have to listen to a lot because it's, 
it's a lot to take in lyrically i feel like and you have to really like sit with each song kind of and like really think about it and it's a bit dense too oh yeah Yeah. definitely it's um i mean that's i think that's one of the reasons i love it so much and like why i'm coming back to it constantly is that like it there's just so much to it and like i'm glad you are because that was the intention yeah this is something that for me even i'm still listening to it and you know, wondering about Mm -hmm. the ideas and the thoughts. It's really like an interesting concept to write about things that you don't fully understand yet or feelings. Cause like, I feel like a lot of people just write what they know Mm -hmm. rather than things that they're confused about or that they don't understand. Mm -hmm. Um, is that something that you've, I mean, you said lyrics come and go really. So is that something that it's been like that forever for you? Or is that something you like started trying to do? Were you just writing how you like writing yeah, things that you knew is, and is stuff? coming from me and it, it has to be in the moment for me unless it's, uh, it gets dull quickly. Mm-hmm. And I've taken a lot of inspiration from blues, like um, blues artists were something I really got into at the time I was telling you when I got to college and the way they grapple with themselves and the way they talk about their feelings and their struggles. Because without struggle, there's no music for me. Yeah. It's really, that's, I think, a beautiful statement, really. It's because I've been in a lot of good places and written a lot of things, but I feel like the stuff that I write from places that aren't as good are always so much better. And it's like, do you ever think about putting yourself in a situation where it would be negative for you, but it would make good writing? Yeah. I mean, these songs are, are in a way, they're for me in a way, but they're also for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I do. I'm sorry. I forgot what you said. At the um, last part do you, do you like put yourself in not bad situations or negative situations, but like, do you find yourself well, doing you, things on purpose that might affect you negatively because it will give you something to write about? Yeah. I try to look for that struggle because if there is yeah. no struggle, sometimes you have to make one up. You, <laughs> you have to take from somewhere else. Could you think of like an example where you've like put yourself in a situation to write like something? Yeah. Um, a song on the album? I mean, or un, unreli- if you don't want to put yourself on blast too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the song Sunday Feel, I think, is a song that... Um, is for other people. I think it's a commonality. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people are feeling what that song is talking about right now with the pandemic. And I think I, I try to pull from what's going on around me. Mm-hmm. I think that's what every artist does. And I try to pull from nature. I try to pull from my own feelings. And I try to f- uh, pull from what's going on, you know, outside my house, mm-hmm. outside the world or in the world. I think that's like where most of the best music comes from really is things that people can like relate to Mm. you know um i think that was actually something i i noticed when i was looking at it on spotify or on soundcloud was like you see like the the plays Mm. like um it it kind of like decreases a little bit and then when it comes to the last one the sunday feel it's it's more than the ones above it like directly above it yeah like so people are like coming back to that one and Mm. i could definitely that Gives me, they are, that, that gives me my, context. That was my um, idea. You know, that was my was there thought to making that the first song? That was the first song I recorded. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the re- most recent songs I've written. I wrote that this summer. Um, and no, my intention was always for that to be the last song. Because, yeah. you know, 
as you listen to the album, that's the last thing you hear. And that's the most recent song for me. Mm, that's fair. That makes sense. Um, so you, you released the project on SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, is it anywhere else other than SoundCloud right now? I know um, you said it was coming to Spotify, right? It's on iTunes right, right now. Oh, it, it is? It should be on Spotify no shit. soon. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. What was the, like, was there much thought behind, or was it just like, oh, I could get this on on SoundCloud right now, and the others yeah, take I a mean, little I bit? Yeah, I was going to release it today. I wanted to release it regardless yeah. of, you know, what platform, but mm-hmm. I like SoundCloud, and I think other people too yeah no i i love it i just have a problem with like everything anyone ever sends me playlist or music wise is generally on apple music or spotify mm. i literally have memberships to both so i can listen to people's playlists and shit nice. and so like yeah, i big apple music person yeah <laughs> big, i i start to uh to lack when it comes to my friend's soundcloud stuff mm. when i should should be doing better but you know what can you do yeah, so do you want to talk a little bit about a little bit more about that the song Sunday feel uh, like some of the lyrics and like what what it's about to you mm-hmm. well, the first the first line I think sums it up really well um, trying to pull it up here it says we try so hard to get away from here we never get too far away I think that it just sums up what everybody is feeling right now mm-hmm. kind of stuck in the mud stuck in a place yeah, that's really a beautiful line. I mean, always really, not even just so much with the pandemic, because like you're always constantly like trying to grow and push yourself to do things and like drop bad habits, and then all of that's just always like pulling you back in. We were talking a minute ago about you know the negativity, the dark things, and I am and I encourage people to go there because I think that that's my best art. Mm-hmm. And the next line says. I got some sanction and a blanket here and it sums up my last few years. And that's me saying, despite what's going on now, I've kind of felt this way for a while. I've felt, um, you know, like we can't get far away from here for mm-hmm. some time. I, I love the, the blanket. It's like, you're like just kind of cozy in that like space that you're in mentally kind of like yeah. you just got a blanket here. Too comfortable. Yeah. I think that's like an issue with society in general. Mm-hmm. That we're a little bit too comfortable right now. No one, yeah, I feel like no one ever really wants to be uncomfortable, and the things that make people uncomfortable, like, just completely turn them off to things, like... Let's say, like, the idea of, like, servitude, like, we are all, like, forced to be, you know, doing something, especially at this age, Mm -hmm. forced, you know, you have to have a job, you have to go to school, you have to serve something. Yeah. It's... And the, the the chorus of that song is like, um, I saw a light out in the woods. Um, I wonder who so that it took. It's calling me to come to. Like I'm trying to, you know, put myself out there. I'm trying to escape because music is, is an escape for me. Mm-hmm. That referring to the woods behind your behind your house. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I absolutely fucking love all of it. Mm. It's legitimately incredible, and everyone needs to listen to it. Yes, please listen. Um, so we before we started recording, we talked very, very, very briefly about your guitar history. Mm. Do you want to um, sure. tell us that road yeah. that you went down, yeah. like where you started? I've always wanted to play the guitar. Uh, my first instrument was the drums. I uh, started on the kit. Did you? Were you in school band? I was in school band. Yeah. Were you in Lanes Mill? I went to Herbertsville. Uh, I played the, I played the sax in Herbertsville. 
yeah and then in mm. middle school i picked up percussion i didn't re- even know i could really play a drum kit and then i sat down at one for a talent show one day and i was like i could i just fit in and i guess i don't know and then from there i picked up the guitar i always wanted to play the guitar i tried to play the guitar when i was younger and my hands were too small and i gave up i remember back then it was like elementary school i the first day i picked up a guitar i wanted to write a song and then I kind of lost sight of that till I got older. Mm-hmm. Like we mentioned that earlier too. And then um, middle school, I started playing a lot. I learned every Nirvana song that I could. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, with time, I, I started getting really interested in blues guitar playing. Like players like Hendrix and, you know, have always inspired me. And then um, I really got into like finger picking, I'd say in college and, you know, folk style guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I think that's like my influence for this project. Yeah, it's definitely one of my like favorite kind of sounds. Is that like finger picking, yeah, like too. folky, like laid back, but like at the same time not. Yeah, I it's, pull from a lot of you know older artists, and I also like a lot of contemporary artists too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, like, what what would you say your major like influences for the project are? I know earlier you might have said a couple, but like, yeah, if you really think Johnny of Cash, yeah, Johnny, Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is just an influence on me in general. I think a lot of artists um, are influenced by him and Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. Bob Dylan's a big influence on yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. And there's contemporary artists like uh, Shaky Graves is like an indie oh, folk artist oh, I love. I love Shaky Graves. I also really like The Tallest Man on Earth. The, I'm not familiar. You should check him out. I think I, you really like it. The Tallest Man on Earth. Yeah. He's a very like traditional folk I think he's Swedish. Fuck yeah. Yeah, he's been making music for some time now. He's really good. Yeah, she, I remember... Do you know the story of how Shaky Graves got his name? Yeah. <laughs> how fucking amazing is that? Yeah, it's great. I, I, it. I love, like... I've listened to anything that he has on YouTube live, like those audio tree lives. Mm-hmm. I've listened to a ridiculous amount. Yeah, I love, amount. like, the one-man band setup that he has, too. I've, oh, I've, dude, with really the tambourine and the kick. Yeah. Like, oh this my god. Abner J. Abner J. I really pull from. He's, I think he was around in the fifties and sixties. He was a one man band as well. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. So is that something that you would want to do? Like adding in the like the yeah, kick and the I've thought about. Yeah. I want to be as original as possible. You know. Yeah. You don't want to just copy. Pull, yeah, yeah. Bring a suitcase drum out and be, you know copy. Is that something that you struggle with? Like you just said, <clears throat> you want to be as unique as possible. Well, I just want to be me. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to. Um, you know, try to be something that I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I'm still figuring that out. Like I said yeah. to you earlier, like I'm still figuring out who A. Jones is. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be figuring that for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> is that, is, when did you kind of get on that path to like wanting to be yourself and like get to know yourself? Mm. Cause like, I'm definitely in a similar spot right now, but it didn't happen until like a year or two ago. And yeah, before that, I was kind of just running through everything <laughs> like a crazy man. Well, that's what you're supposed to do. That's how yeah. you get to where you're at. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of <laughs> scary for a little bit there though. <laughs> yeah. I'd say for the past like year, or year or two, the past year or two, I've been really trying to, um, look internally and, um, kind of exploring myself and. Like we said, exploring like the negative aspects, the positive aspects, and uh, that sums up to growth. Yeah. What like started you on that? Did you like, were you like looking in the mirror and you're like, fuck, like what? Like, and then just. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think sophomore year in college was a big year for me to um, start to look internally. Mm-hmm. 
I've been, I was looking internally before then, but that's when I really was like, realized a lot of things as most people do at that age, I think. Yeah. Uh, so you go to TCNJ, right? I do. Yeah. Uh, what are you going there for? I'm going there for journalism. Journalism. Yeah, okay. Passion for writing. Hell yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah. I've been writing poetry for a long time. Ah, let's yeah. go. <laughs> I mean, I think, uh, poetry and music, you know, go hand in hand for me. Mm-hmm with my writing process especially yeah. yeah like when i was reading the one it definitely uh, as yeah, i was as i was poem. reading it i was like oh this is like a po- fucking poem like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a lot of um the lyrics are pulled from poetry mm-hmm. yeah um do you so when you like when you're writing poems is it like do poems turn into songs or is it you're writing a song or you're writing a poem or do the lines I'm always usually, blur yeah the lines blur but i'm always writing a song and I'm trying to find words that fit my idea. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just trying to find words because sometimes I don't have them. You know, <laughs> yeah. I have to refer back to my poetry and I'm trying to get better at um, coming up with words in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's something I'm striving to do. That's definitely something that's like really fucking hard, you know? <clears throat> like, I look up to artists like Jack White who you know show up to like his gig without a set list <laughs> coming up with it on the top of his head. Like That's something I'm really influenced by and yeah. impressed by. That's, yeah, I remember, like, Lil Wayne, I think, said that he, <laughs> he'd, like, never written down a lyric in his life. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like, everything is just always... Stream of consciousness. Stream of consciousness yeah. or, like, memory, and it's like, whoa, dude, you must really like this stuff. Right. <laughs> or it's just a feeling, yeah. Yeah. Um, how how often do you write? Every day. Yeah. Yeah, every day. Um, sometimes I write in my journal. Sometimes I write, you know, on my phone. In my notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I'm not writing for music or writing poetry, I'm writing for school. I'm writing for, you know, my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you said you recently started journaling, right? When did that start? Yeah, this summer I was like, I think this is such an important time in human history. So I, I think it, it would be the best time for me to start journaling. Mm-hmm. And it's challenging because uh, I have bad handwriting, as you saw. <laughs> And my handwriting is... It's better than mine. <laughs> yeah, it's not the best, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, let me look at this. Oh, yours, yours is very similar to mine. <laughs> I think that, mine is. that chicken scratch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, sitting down and writing and kind of keeping a journal has been a really fun process for me so far. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, what you're writing mostly, like, personal, like, things that you're thinking, like, things that you're going through, or yeah, are you I writing... To, I try to keep up with, um, you know, current events and what's going on with the world and mm-hmm. how I feel about it, and try to like log what's going on and what's going on with me. You, do you look back at previous <clears throat> entries a lot? No, no, I haven't looked at that. <laughs> no, neither, neither have I, I, yeah. I write things and then they're, they're just gone forever. <laughs> Sometimes I, something I like to do more is I sit down with, you know, an open page and I'll have my guitar and I, you know, jot down, you know, some words for a song or whatever's on my mind. Just so I don't, <laughs> the cat is in my guitar case. She loves it. She. He's a very fluffy cat. And she. She. Wait, I gotta get a picture of this. This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's a she. she. Yeah, she. She's she's like photo bombing the podcast. <laughs> Completely derailed. <laughs> I just got a kitten for Christmas. Ooh. Um. So. In um, was it in in hook line and sinker that lyric running around with a bunch of no good clowns? That's in place inside my mouth. Oh, uh, that's in place. Yep. Oh, I like to talk damn, about I'm that stupid. song too when we, when we get to it. I could pull up the lyrics for that. I mean, you can you can go for it right now sure. if you want. 
that was a song I wrote when I was 18. Mm-hmm. Um, when I wrote that song, I told myself that it was too personal, and I buried it away. And um, I wrote a I wrote a lot of songs for this project and kind of narrowed them down. And that one was never on my mind for this project. And recently, I started playing it again, and I was like, "What I said in the song is really honest." Um, so yeah, you can look at the lyrics for it. Right you wanna you wanna read them? Sure. So it starts. Um, Do you remember that afternoon, right after I spent the last dollar in my shoe, earlier that morning at dawn? You said I thought this was, darling, where have you been so long? Boy, I was wrong. And then the hook is, you had me hook, line, and sinker. You've got me wrapped around my finger. And to me, it's about a very confusing relationship. And um, the song itself, I think, captures that, and it's confusing nature. Yeah. yeah. It's um, it's finger-picked guitars, kind of like, yeah, you know, random. I definitely feel that, because what's the one line? You got me, you got me hook, line, and sinker. I got you wrapped around my finger. Yeah, and throughout the song, I changed the... Uh, the noun so sometimes it'll be i've got you or be like you've got me mm-hmm. so it's just about a, a generally confusing time yeah i've definitely definitely been there <laughs> it, i i can i can definitely relate to that yes. one because it's like that just weird like mental conundrum of like you have I mean, yeah, you you have this person wrapped around your finger, but then at the same time they have you wrapped around your finger, and yeah. it like just it's doesn't like weird doesn't make yeah. any sense, and it's like real weird. Yeah, and I was glad that I was able to you know put my feelings out there when mm-hmm. I was uh, eighteen and really yeah. talk about them. Oh so, yeah, that's like incredible that you were able to I, I, write that <laughs> when you were eighteen. I I wish I started writing earlier. When did you like? At what age did you start like getting into poetry and songwriting? Poetry, I got into around middle school. Mm-hmm. I got into songwriting, I'd say, like, junior year of high school. The, the stuff I was writing was, you know, a lot different than <laughs> yeah. it is now. Yeah. Um, what exactly got you into poetry back then? What got me into poetry? I think it was just a really good outlet for me. Yeah. You know, I had, like, my own stream of consciousness going on in my head and somewhere to put it down, so why not put it down? Mm-hmm. There are times um, that I, I haven't written when I was, you know, going through something very dark and I wish I did because I wish I knew oh. what was going on in my head because we were just talking. Yeah. This is a theme for our podcast. Yeah. About, you know, exploring the shadow and, and the negative parts of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, jeez, uh, oh, man, I wish I could go back in time and just put a pencil and piece of yeah. paper in and front I'm, of my... I'm glad I, I realized that too. Yeah, now that's... Because like, I, I force myself to do it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that's definitely something that'll be cool to like pull back like writing wise to like go back in time like some when you're in this dark place and then like i mean you, fuck you could write like a, an album about like yeah shit from your journal from like three years ago That's and just like true. try to like put yourself back into yeah. that or if i if i come up with an idea and i find out you know this is the period in time that this song is about i mm-hmm. can always go back and see you know what i was writing at that time mm-hmm that's definitely very powerful. So we um, slightly derailed to talk about hook, line, and sinker, but running around with a bunch of no-good clowns. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to talk a little bit about that lyric? Because I feel like I've been um, doing that my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it's a common thing with you know young men and, and, and boys that they get into some trouble. And uh, I think you've been in more trouble than I have. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't even want to. I don't even want to think about. Jack's the, a troublemaker. It's, it's <laughs> I got some good stories for you after the podcast, honestly. Because yeah. <laughs> you, you just you've missed some stuff. <laughs> I could. I could, I should. I should do that, honestly. Just, like, all my fuck-ups. Yeah. <laughs> like, all the dumb shit that I've done. Just, That'd like, put good. it all in a podcast. Yes. Like, so none of you can ever be mad at me for anything. Here's everything. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Enjoy. Yeah, so people can, you know, help you write your wrongs yeah. and everything. Feel free to text me and ask me if I'm okay afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be a good outlet for you. Um. So, do you feel like that's something that I've really been... um putting a lot of my energy into recently is like surrounding myself with the right people, like making sure everyone in my life is like a good influence rather than just like no influence or a bad influence. Um, is like, like that line to me made me think of like what I'm doing now. Mm. Is that kind of, do you yeah. feel the same way kind of? Yeah. I think that song is a lot about reflection mm -hmm. and, um, you know, realizing that at a certain time I, wasn't doing the things that I wish I was doing or I want to do now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so sort of realizing that. Yeah. That's a really crazy thing to think about is like, imagine all the time that you didn't put that you haven't like yeah. all the previous years of like, dark like college, high school, middle school, all <laughs> that, that I could have been putting towards music. Yeah. And but it's also the like, what am I going to do about it now? Exactly. Besides write yeah. a song about it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> write a song and a poem about how, yeah. how you're feeling about not doing shit in your whole life and then finally doing shit. Yeah. I mean, there's so many distractions, you know, mm -hmm. so many things we could just, you know, put our time into with Netflix and, and video games and just, we've all been there. Yeah. And, you know, just. Oh, you know, dude, my, um, waste our time with that. My pandemic started <clears throat> with like 16 hours a day of World of Warcraft. <laughs> Nothing's wrong with that. I mean, what else are you supposed to do? Uh, anything else. <laughs> I mean, whatever gets you through the day. Outside. <laughs> Fresh air. Yeah, that's a great Because there was none of that. Or maybe a shower. I don't know. I didn't I have any of those. talk about in, in the album, too, you know, um, being cooped up in, in the house and mm -hmm. you know, wanting to explore. I think that's what Sunday Feel really captures well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely feel that. Definitely. Sunday, feel that. Sunday, feel. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, you're going to school for journalism. What, like, what kind of journal, like, what do you want to do? What's your, uh, sorry to ask that question, no, because okay. I know how much everyone oh, yeah. hates it, and I hate it too, but no, it's okay. um, <laughs> it seems like you know. Uh, I don't really know. Oh, no. I'm going okay. on this journey of yes. seeing what I could do. Mm-hmm. I want to get to a point where I can write about other people and share other people's stories because that's what my passion really is at. But like musically, no, I, I just, uh, or just in general, just in general, yeah. I mm -hmm. mean, it would be great if I could write about musicians, but um, I would want to write about people, you know, everyday people like you and me. Mm -hmm. Um. Also, what I meant in that was, um, like, would you eventually want to? Do you ever think about like? writing song wise and like musically like from other people's shoes oh yeah. yeah 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 is that something that you do or it's something i haven't done yet but i think um like the town is a place that i created that was imaginative and um my creative process can be very similar to that you know putting yourself in a place or putting yourself in someone else's shoes and i want to hear those stories and, and take that in and see you know what i can come up with with that mm-hmm I think that's definitely something like a very um 
weird kind of outlandish concept to me to like write a write from other people because it's so hard to like i mean it's hard even to write about your own feelings Mm -hmm. let alone like then putting yourself in someone else's shoes and really feeling what they feel and like writing from their perspective Mm -hmm. and i just um i feel very grateful in my life for the things i've been given and the opportunities that i have and i think that's my way of giving back Mm -hmm. whether it be in a song whether it be in an article Mm -hmm. for sure um so I don't know how much you want you would want to talk about this, but um, I mean I know you've been dating Madison for a while. Like, she's a wonderful, wonderful lady. Shout outs to her. Yeah. Um. Aww. Is like, do you get a lot of inspiration from your like that relationship as far as writing wise? I do. Yeah. And I then think, um, I get a lot of inspiration for love that I've been given in my mm-hmm. life, whether it be from her or somebody else or my parents my brothers and sisters, sisters, my brother and sisters. Mm-hmm. Shout out to them. <laughs> How old are they? Uh, I'm the youngest of four. Ah. Uh, the closest one is my sister, Jess. She's about five years older than me. Okay. And my brother, Nick. And then my older sister, Sam, who's an incredible artist. She's 10 years older than me. What does she do? She's a, uh, a painter. Or she draws. She Damn. Draw. She's very talented. Hell yeah. Cat's <laughs> back in the case. Yes. <laughs> she... She's tweaking the fuck out in there. What do you you got catnip in there, bro? <laughs> maybe maybe um it smells my kitten. Uh yeah, maybe. Who knows? Um so you've been you've been playing guitar for a while. When did you start like singing? Yeah, I d- never thought I would sing. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I anyone could. I don't think anyone ever <laughs> thinks yeah. that they can. I mean, I, I certainly didn't. I started uh singing with like a deep voice and really singing from like my my chest. Mm-hmm. But as time goes on, as I get better at singing, I've expanded to like, you know, my head voice or, you know, the middle range and I get more comfortable with singing every day, I think. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up, though, yeah. because this is my first uh, project where people really get to hear me sing, mm-hmm. or hear what my voice sounds like, and when I'm confident, you know? Yeah. Uh, do you, Are you taking, like, vocal lessons? Like, were you taught? How did you learn um, how, to, how to sing like that, dude? Sing, <laughs> uh, singing along to my favorite records. Yeah. Or, yeah. Practicing, um, matching pitches, things like that. Also YouTube? Or, no. no, just figured it out. Yeah. Well, fuck yeah. <laughs> you did a good job of yeah. figuring it out, my I hope friend. I I can create my own style. Yeah. That's my goal. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely has a certain vibe to it, which is extremely fuckwittable. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so what about guitar-wise? Mm. Like, were you, did, were you taught or you I self-taught? I never took any lessons, but I learned a lot from YouTube and mm-hmm. learned a lot from tablature and, and things like that. I've been playing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, can you read music? I can read a little bit of music. Yeah, I read yeah. Uh, bass clef in high school. Mm. I'm actually um seeing a guitar teacher at TCNJ this semester. Mm-hmm. Um, who's a flamenco guitarist? Ooh, yeah, classical. Damn. Yeah, so I'll get into some more uh reading. They do some coffee. pretty crazy finger picking shit, right? Oh, yeah, he's flamenco. Very impressive. Yeah. I <clears throat> I feel like that's what it was. Someone recently was like. Yeah, I feel like the best guitarists are like flamenco guitarists. The, yeah, like just um, like no one knows really right about that. Like uh, picking hand wise, that's it, the best. It's where it all comes from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, so... Fuck, what was I gonna say? I keep See, my throat. usually Joe's here to save me when I forget <laughs> what I'm about to say, and then he comes in with something great. But, um, he's a little bit afraid of the weather. I don't blame him. Um, yeah, Hi, Joe, if I. you're at home, uh, I hope you're doing well. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, we love you and we miss you. Um, so that's singing, that's guitar. Um, what about, like, so you you started on drums. Are you still, like, do you have a kit? Like, are you playing I drums much? Or? Mm-hmm. from my good friend Antonio, who you know, we went to high school. Ah. Yeah, his dad had has an old kit. Really? That he granted to me. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm so excited to make music with wow. him. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, a, it's like, a, like a 60s style kit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so do you want to talk us through a little bit? You told me earlier how the album was recorded, but like as far as all the recording, the mastering, the mixing, I all that stuff. That, yeah. yeah, you want to get in, get sure. break into that? Let's do it. Let's do it. So um, I mentioned to you earlier, I have a small interface that I started recording with, and I can use two mics with it. And when I first uh, sat down to start recording, I hadn't had a lot of experience recording. So um, I was just, you know, making little snippets to see what things sounded like. And I le- I've learned a lot in the past, you know, year about recording. And I think I get better every every recording I make, I think, is an improvement. But at first, you know, if you hear those recordings, you'll be like a little shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's something that I've definitely realized in myself is like when I go back and listen to the first couple things that I yeah. do, it's like, maybe we just don't listen to the first couple things. <laughs> I had like an epiphany when I was a sophomore about um, like mixing and I kind of taught myself like a, how it works, how sound works and engineering and mm-hmm. producing. And I've also learned a lot from YouTube and other websites about that. Mm-hmm. But it's something that I love to do. Like I, I'm obsessed with sound. Like I can just, you know, sit there on a computer and listen all day and tweak and, and do things like that. It's something I just really enjoy. Yeah. It's, did you find it, um, kind of hard at first? I know I've definitely found it troubling mixing like all the, the live sessions that we do and stuff. Cause like I'd never done anything before. So it's kind of just like, does this sound better? It's like, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like <It's laughs> sometimes I'm like on the spot. Yeah. And- you know, trusting your ears, training your ears is something that I've, you know, been focusing on yeah. for a long time. I mean, the past year feels like a long time, but it's you know, very recent. Mm-hmm. So, like, what was, you said you had, like, somewhat of an epiphany about mixing. Like, what was The epiphany what was, was smoking weed and, and hearing sound, you know, and, and feeling it and being in that space. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, really getting, like, an, a glimpse of what EQ is doing to a certain sound and what compression does and... Because I knew what these things were, but I didn't know what they did. Mm-hmm. Like, like you were saying, I didn't know how they changed the sound. But yeah, it, like how it, like really, like what it really does. Yeah. Like you give the definition, but like can't hear the definition. I mean, you hear it, but yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I think I I do you know just well enough to you know get my song idea out there with my mixing and producing. I don't mm-hmm. think I'm a great producer by any means, but I mean shit. I think I'll did, learn you, time. you produce the whole album, everything, all yourself. Yep. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean, it sounds good enough that to me. That was my goal. It was good yeah. enough for me to listen to it a hundred times, so. Oh, so. <laughs> um, when you were, so you have the two mics set up, were you just guitar with a mic and then the vocals for the couple, whole thing? A couple or songs I uh, did recorded you do? guitar parts first and then sang over them. Mm-hmm. I think that was like a comfortable way for me to do it because 
I'm still learning how to sing. I'm still learning how to use microphones. So yeah. splitting it up like that was good <laughs> at first. But there's um a few songs on there, notably Throwing Stones and Another Stairs, where I did it all one take. I'm really proud of that. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I... Can we talk about that song? Did Another Stairs? Another Stairs? remember that one? It's, it's, uh, um, which one is that? The second The one, sixth song? Yeah. I just need some words to remember. Like I said, I listen to too much music. I could play you that song on my guitar a little bit. But Ooh. That was an interesting one because I tried to record it multiple times. Mm-hmm. And I ch- I've changed the words to that song. And Do you have... So that's something that I was curious about. Do you have like the original and then like the finished? I yeah, and on my uh on logic, yeah, somewhere. Ah. Uh, uh do you have like the lyrics with you? Like I'm, the beginning yeah. and the final I'm, or no? I'm trying to find the uh the file and we can uh, open up and look. Cuz that would be cool definitely to like see where it started and then yeah, where it ended that up. That song um is about a few different things. Uh the ending, I know specifically it's about my dad. Mhm. Um and we had a bird <laughs> this summer who was uh, staying outside our window for like a long time and running itself into the window every day. Jeez. And we couldn't get rid of it. And um, I think that was someone, a spirit or something, trying to get into communication with my dad. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's what my family thinks. I think. <laughs> yeah. Shit, I mean. <laughs> I'm trying to find it. Got a lot of files in here. That's a good thing to hear. <laughs> you heard it here, guys. He has a whole lot of files. Yeah. Keep your eyes open. I'd love to talk about like music I've been, you know, writing now to a, yeah. a little bit. That'd be Yeah, no, definitely. To talk about. Definitely go there. You could take your time looking for it. I can always just cut out silences and oh, here pretend is. they never happened. Okay. <clears throat> it starts it says, Let's travel to the shore. It says, let's go to the shore, let's see your face in the light so I can cover my eyes. Whether it's the sea or the pipeline, I'll say from the top of these stairs that I can't go anyway. It's similar to Sunday, feel that same kind of feeling of being stuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can look at them. (sighs) It's about, I think that song is really me just um, getting in touch with my personal anxiety. Like the second verse is talking about, um, you have to be careful when you go in, you know, into the, the wide world and. What you guys can't see is me reading the lyrics and them just making me smile. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's incredible. Do you, um, I feel like that's definitely where I was for a while in my life, was feeling very stuck. Like, I mean, I guess you were feeling similarly. Yeah, yeah. What was, what was the, like, um, means for that or, like, the grounds for that happening, you think? I was just, like, a lot of the same old, yeah, a lot of Same old repetition. bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Being comfortable. And you have these, like, um, exactly. You have these aspirations when you're younger. Mm-hmm. You, know, you see yourself in a certain place, but when you get there and you're not in that place, then you can get negative about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's definitely something that happened to me musically. It was, like, after I kind of got inspired to start making music and DJing, like, I had the um, the hardware to do it, mm-hmm. but my, my brain didn't have the software to make things happen. Mm. And so I was just, I felt like stuck, like, fuck, I can't do what I want to do. But I have, like, I have the, at first it was like the struggle to like get the things to be able to do it. Yeah. And then like once you have then the, you the things, 
you're like, oh, wait, I can't, like, do any of this, really. Mm. Like, I don't, like, I, same thing with, like, my instrument. It's like, I have these very nice instruments, but, like, I'm this beginner kind of, well, like... I'm glad that you're aware. You, oh, like, yeah. You have them. Oh, yeah. And you're appreciative. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I definitely push myself to play all of them every day. Awesome. But, um, it's like, you you when you're a musician and you're first like starting you have these like ideas of like songs and like you hear these things in your head and then when you can't make them happen it's definitely very um makes you feel like very stuck i feel yeah i have a lot of friends who um you know want to get into music and i always tell them spend time thinking about the music that you'd create and how it sounds and what it feels like and you know genre wise or you know where you see it you know what place is it for you you know, mm-hmm. mines the town for this project. Where is your place? Where is your place? That's. Yeah. It's almost <laughs> it's almost so hard to have this conversation because everything you you say, I <laughs> almost need to like sit and just like think about and like sit with for a minute. <laughs> but then it's like just silent. <laughs> yeah, feel free to sit with it and just yeah. take it all in. Yeah, you need to find where is it? Where is it? That's incredible. I love it. <laughs> um, so do you do you see yourself? I mean, you said that when you first started playing, you learned every Nirvana song, right? <laughs> you could get your hands on. Yeah. Do you find, do you like see yourself doing other things outside of folk? Is there another yeah. town somewhere else that you travel to? <laughs> great question um uh, that analogy yeah. can we just take a second for that analogy you know, is there <laughs> another town that you travel to that's great work there we go <laughs> this is why uh, they pay me know, the there big might bucks be other places yeah you know there might be um there might be something completely different you know but um definitely i definitely want to branch out and in, into different you know uh, different arrangements and using drums and using using electric guitar especially mm-hmm. and that's something i've been getting into now with, since I have the equipment to do it now, yeah, the drum set, and I've been playing electric guitar for a long time, and I I love rock music. Like I'm a complete sucker for rock music. It's all I listen to. Classic mm-hmm. rock is what I was raised on. And what are your like go tos? I love Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. I love Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. I, can listen, I listen to that every day, and I have a great appreciation for that, and I have an appreciation for um, '90s music. Mm-hmm. Like we said Nirvana. And, yeah. And Soundgarden and other bands like like that, the White Stripes. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was? I forget something about the White Stripes. Eh, whatever. Um. Anyway, so like, what is? Would you want to say what that kind of project would be like, or is it not even a? I'm still figuring it out. Thought, yeah, still. I think it'll be um very simplistic rock music and. Mm-hmm taking from you know my blues inspiration my, and that style of guitar playing and um everything i do is independent so it has that influence too yeah yeah um i love um 50s rock and roll too mm-hmm. like um richie valence is an artist i've been into a lot recently. richie valence yeah he's um the first rock. Uh, latino american Rock and roll artist. What was he on Richie? Richie Valens, V A L E N S. Interesting. His name is like synonymous with uh, Buddy Holly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I know. I know me, Buddy Holly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into Chuck Berry too. Mm-hmm. You know, that 50s era of rock and roll. Mm hmm. Um, so would that be a project still just, just you, one man band kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. I'd you love play... to have a band eventually. 
play bass at all? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that just comes with guitar, kind of. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what it's like for most people. I started. Well, I guess I started with guitar, but like when I really started getting into stringed instruments, I was like, oh, bass. Yeah. I was, like, yeah. I was like, let's do the bass first. I, I, like, I love Primus. Oh. And yeah, Les Claypool's uh, bass playing is, you know, out of this world. I actually hadn't, didn't, we were talking about him earlier, <laughs> Jamie, the from the Sunshine Spaz and uh, Judo Chop, mm-hmm. but I had no idea who Primus was my entire life. <laughs> and then Emily was like, yeah, come over to like Tori and Jamie's and they had Primus on and I was like, the yeah. fuck is this, it's dude? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so great so creative it's like geez it's so like free. jerry is a race car driver <laughs> tony hawk pro skater three yeah that's the song that that's in there yeah damn it's the only song in the game really yeah i remember playing it as a kid fuck yeah. was it really yeah i think so <laughs> dude <laughs> i i just completely forgot about that game and i don't know how i haven't heard of them until now but yeah it's like the past couple months i've just been on when a big in, old premise kick in, i think sixth or seventh grade my sister um, and her boyfriend at the time bought me a few albums. I remember they bought me Nirvana, Bleach, and Primus, their first album. And, you know, those are staples for me now. Mm-hmm. So that really had, like, a profound yeah, that's, know, impact on me music-wise. That's something that's, like, really, really cool is, like, those first real interactions that you had yeah. with music and, like, how how important and, like, how much of an impression they leave on you. Yeah. You know, like, I remember... Um, I don't even know how I how I got it because my parents were like so hardcore like no curse words in the music but I got like what's that album is it Dookie by Green Day that's yeah yeah I think I I think I got that I got that album somehow. I, I think I like tricked my grandpa, my grandpa into buying it for me or something. <laughs> and I like an episode of the pod. Right? I like I like hit it. <laughs> I hit it from them, and eventually, yeah, go for it. Let me cut cut me one. Um, I um yeah, but when how old were you when that happened? Uh, elementary school. Wow. I think. Yeah. yeah. When you're that age, it's just like. It's 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 like crack. It's like a drug. Dude, I remember a big thing too for me was like, you put. I mean, you play Guitar Hero. Yeah, I feel like that's that's something like really common that we've talked about on the podcast is yeah. like Guitar Hero being a really big influence mm-hmm. on people. Definitely, yeah, and Rock Band. Mm-hmm. What is there any like notable things from that that you could think of that you're like that was my go-to? I remember my brother um, playing the Rage Against the Machine song "Bulls on Parade" on Guitar Hero Rock Band and. You know, my cousin my used to always to, play that. Yeah, that was my introduction to Rage, and I've loved them ever since. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Beatles had like a rock band game that I played when I was really. Young. Yeah, I was just sending around them. It's really great, like the Shit. visuals and everything. Really impressive. And uh, yeah, I love the Beatles. I've been on a real Beatles kick, you know, this summer into now. I watched um, Yellow Submarine recently. How was that? You see that? No, I haven't seen it yet. Ooh. Watch it on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I know they just came out with that new movie, or they're coming out with it. Let it be, with like footage from them recording it and everything. Really? Yeah, I saw the trailer for it, and I was like, I need to watch it. I yeah. have not seen. Perfect I, timing. For I, me. growing up, I was never really into them, because my dad, my dad was like a huge Red Hot Chili Peppers fan, and so he was like really big into like Red Hot Chili Peppers, Clash, and Ramones, like all that like so punk cool. rock stuff. And, like, I mean, 
tons of other stuff too, like Led Zeppelin, all that. Um, Van Halen, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he didn't like the Beatles, didn't like like Grateful Dead or like Fish or anything like that. Mm. And so, like not recently, but like I mean, probably like past year or two, I like listened to like Sgt. Pepper's and um like Abbey Road, and I was like, wow, yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. It is very, very good music. Yeah, I love John Lennon. He's my favorite Beatle. Also, shout out to George Harrison. He's underrated. I also love Ringo Starr's drumming. He's a big influence on my drumming. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's, you know, rock-orientated drumming is taken from him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What would you say, like, other than... What were the two albums that you said that they got you? Uh, it was Nirvana Bleach and uh, Primus, Sailing on the Sea of Cheese. Are there any other, like, albums that stick out to you in your childhood, like Driving in the Car with your parents, like mm-hmm. shit like that. Those two definitely stick out to me. Um, I remember Jimi Hendrix, The Experience, mm-hmm. that album. I remember listening to that in, in middle school, and I remember Jimi Hendrix being um, the background of my cell phone in middle school. <laughs> yeah, I just, I loved that album. Yeah, he was another one that I like never really <sighs> was exposed to. That hurts me. No, I mean now I've okay, I've <laughs> recently like yeah, yeah, I mean you okay. asked me who the best guitarist ever was, I'd probably that would be one of my first names I would say. Absolutely. I'm all I'm also a huge John Mayer Dick Rider and I think he's one of the best guitarists alive, if not the best. Yeah. Who, I love that he's carrying on that tradition of yeah. you know, being a guitar god mm-hmm. to like, you know, modern times. I mean you really think about it, like who else measures up modern wise I don't think there's anybody it's him I mean I'm sure there's a lot of people who just haven't gotten the exposure yet yeah it's very true but um the way he's been able to do it and at the rate that he's been able to put out music is so impressive it's really insane I don't really listen to him a lot but I, I do uh there's the one live album that I really like it's with the trio mm-hmm. that album I've listened not to not sure which what is it I think it's I think it's just like John Mayer live mm. I'll send it to you later it's a good one you cover some yeah, of do that. songs. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so as far as, I mean, you said earlier, you want to talk a little bit, you want to talk a little bit now about what you're writing now? Like what's coming out of you now? Yeah, so what's coming out of me now? I mean, you said other than um, Sunday Feels, that was the most recent one recorded. What's like second most recent? Um, I haven't recorded anything other than the project. As of right now, but I've been writing. Mm-hmm. I've been kind of in a rut with my, my songwriting with just an acoustic guitar. I think I'm still figuring out what I want to do with that. And we could talk about that too. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, I've been branching out into writing with an electric and writing, you know, with drums in mind. And I think that is really influenced by, you know, just my general love for rock music. And I think that's the direction I will go with that. <clears throat> so more towards that. Yeah, I'm not, what I'm you're not talk- entirely sure thinking what about kind of rock music is going to come out of me because mm-hmm. I've never really explored it. But I'm so excited to. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very excited. So, like writing with the electric guitar, how is that to you different than the acoustic guitar? Yeah, it's more like music for me. You know, when I write with the acoustic, it's more like I'm writing a song. But when I'm when I'm with the electric, I'm thinking of bigger uh, picture. What I'm writing about as music, as an arrangement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With like other what other instruments will sound like with it. Yeah, and it's it's great because it's a it's a different outlet for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a it's a great outlet. Oh yeah. What um 
So electric guitar wise, what's our um what's our little gear check? What do we what do we got? What are we writing with? So um I had a telly. Um I still have the telly. You have you have the best guitar that they make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love telecasters. I'm a big fender guy in general. Mm-hmm. Um my first guitar that my parents bought me was a Squire Strat. And I have that guitar still. That's mm. what I'm writing on. Um, I love the Strat sound. I think that's the guitar that I'll you know be playing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a bass guitar. I just bought a new guitar, um, an Airline. Ooh. No, it's not an Airline. It's a Harmony. It's a Harmony Stratotone. It's a very old guitar. Mm-hmm. I'd love to show you pictures of it. It's really awesome. So yeah. excited to see it. Definitely like to see that. Um, <clears throat> so you said you've been in a rut. With the acoustic guitar, what do you? How do you um, attribute that? I don't know. I I think it's because I haven't been doing a lot. You know, I had to be doing and experiencing things to have something to write about. I can I can make up a struggle with you know electric instruments and get out like a different kind of emotion with that. But when it comes to songwriting, it has to be honest. Mm-hmm. It has to be like real for me. Otherwise, yeah. it's just I'd rather do something else. Yeah, I feel like the acoustic kind of like singer songwriter vibe that you have like would be definitely very influenced by that like not not having something like deeply emotional and impactful to write about and just like not being able to do anything with it there's gonna be periods in my life you know where that inspiration is lacking but i'm trying to branch out and find other outlets for you know what i want to create Mm -hmm. do you do you find that being a um a struggle or like hard balance with like writing and then like doing things so you have things to write about oh there's a balance and i'm I'm still figuring out this balance um but yeah i've written a few you know songs that i'll go back to and revisit and play them and see what they're influenced by and an artist that i really got into this summer that has been influencing you know um my guitar playing and you know an influence on my songwriting is nick drake nick drake yeah um British folk singer. I think he it's in the is notebook. exceptional. Um, I think uh, right away you're going to be, you know, impressed by the way he plays the guitar and the way he, you know, he creates an atmosphere. Every song is an atmosphere with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely, I mean, when I think about um, John Mayer, I think the same kind of thing. You know, it's like he almost... It, like, transforms the, like, room and environment that you're in almost. He does, and he does so many different things, too, and that, yeah. that inspires me as an artist mm-hmm. because that's, I think, what I'll end up doing is a few different things. Yeah, that's always, I feel like, the best musicians and artists have lots of different projects, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they have their feet in yeah. in all different kinds of waters. Um so you, we talked a lot about your influences musically, like genre-wise, like folk, rock, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Are there other genres that you're tapping into? Yeah, I listen to um, I listen to a lot of rap music. Uh, I love 90s rap. I, I rest think, in peace, MF Doom. Oh, yeah, rest in peace. Um, I love Biggie. I've been listening to... Uh, a lot of Beatles, a lot of 50s rock and roll lately. I also love the blues. I love the 30s, that era mm-hmm. of um, blues guitar players with just a guitar. And you know, it was a dark period in human history. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that his that point in time is comparable to you know what we're going through now. But there's obviously a modern struggle. But I do really appreciate and love that kind of music, like Robert Johnson and Alan Wolf and Muddy Waters and mm-hmm. artists like that. I, I've listened to for you know some time now. So other than rap, are you dabbling in anything else? Uh, I listen to indie music, indie rock. Um, I like jazz. I like a lot of music. Ooh. Yeah, it's definitely a definitely yeah, a great the 50s, genre. Fifties era of like um, a big band stuff and Ella Fitzgerald and great singers like that that are influenced by like jazz and mm-hmm. soul and R and B. I I'm not very um I'm a big like I feel like once I get into it I'm gonna it's gonna be all that I listen to but like jazz like I haven't really gotten into it too much but I fucking love it yeah. same thing with like funk mm-hmm. like I've gotten into funk a lot like that's that was really the reason I wanted to play bass was because I just thought that yeah. like funky bass lines are yeah the greatest part of yeah, any the music <laughs> best thing to do on a bass really. yeah really it's like funk or jazz or like what are you doing if you're yeah, not I mean, doing I've been that i listening to uh hendrix um the electric ladyland album and listening to that album is just like he's he was really coming into his own as an artist and combining all these different genres mm-hmm. and it's so impressive he takes from what we were talking about r&b and soul and mixes them and infused with rock and blues and i love it mm-hmm it's definitely really um it's crazy how music where music has gotten to really and like come to as far as like you see people in like when you say Jimi Hendrix you think like rock and roll kind of but then when you look at it like you see these all these crazy like different kinds of influences that then are a part of rock and roll now you know mm-hmm. like he was like at the he was at the forefront of it. He was you know it was a perfect storm for him. It was just like that music was becoming popular, and he just happened to have a huge appreciation for it and channeled that in a lot of his music. Definitely, yeah. I mean, he's like we said earlier. Like, think of the greatest guitarist alive. Like, that's who I. That's something like yeah, yeah Jimmy. But, but how Jimmy. do you how do you sum up you know who's the greatest you know with any instrument? I mean, who's yeah, the, who's the most technically gifted or who has the best feel? You know, yeah, like with drummers, especially like Ringo Starr's drumming and Meg White's drumming is so simple, mm-hmm. but it's so, you know, effective. Something I, f- I forget who I was talking to it about. Uh, I'm sure Joe brought it up, but he was it. I forget who said it. It's not about the notes that you play. It's about the notes that you don't play. I think I think that was Victor Wooten. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Victor Wooten. Yeah, that's a that's a common thing you'll hear, um, you know, musicians say especially like jazz inspired musicians because a lot of it is improv. Mm-hmm. That's something you would, you would love him. Uh, Cole, Cole Hallman, Hallman, fuck <laughs> shit. Uh, sorry, man. <laughs> sorry, Cole. Uh, yeah, well he, he's a singer songwriter too. Uh, he's out from, from Manasquan. He lives in Hawaii now, but, um, that's something that we were talking about with him was like knowing when not to play things like, especially playing like he, he's, primarily a singer-songwriter, but he's in this band, The Orange Blossoms, and, like, he's playing with people who he said were, like, more more technical and stuff than him. Mm-hmm. And so 
they're not always doing those crazy technical things. It's like the best things that they come up with almost yeah. are like when they're not like when they know where to leave space for other people and like yeah, where I think to. That is, you know, really being a musician because, like you said, he's a singer songwriter, but that is like you know a different energy. It's like you're now a piece in the puzzle mm-hmm. when you're playing in a band. That's something I'd love to do, you know, in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say. So you, the idea for this like rockish new place to go to, um, you said it would be just you probably. Um, do you have plans for in the future starting a band or I think playing? Would you want to play your music with a band or? Yeah, I think that's something I would like to do. Or I'd love to, you know, play lead guitar or drum in a band. I would just love to work with other musicians. Mm-hmm. Something I haven't really got the opp- opportunity to do yet, but I think with time it's bound to happen. Oh yeah. yeah I, I mean, you just keep that. putting yourself out there and eventually I'd start a band with you. Thanks, <laughs> I gotta I'd get, to. I gotta get better though. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to just jam with, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We got plenty of people to jam with. I'll put you in contact. <laughs> um, well, actually, shout, shout out to the wizard. Maybe, maybe, we, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I have to shovel my ant's driveway. Oh, never mind. That <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so in the future, definitely thinking about planning on maybe having a band. That'd be yeah, pretty, that'd be pretty be cool. It would be really fun. Cause I think, um, you know, like I said, when I, I first started on the drums and, you know, being a part of a band as a drummer was like, you know, being a musician. Like I almost started as being a musician rather than a songwriter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's definitely awesome. Love that. Um, so we, we talked about the rut, right? With the writing acoustically. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Uh, I think that um, writing something like this project that I do is something that I'm always going to be doing, always working on, mm-hmm. always working on just writing songs, stripped down with me and acoustic. I know it's something I'm always going to come back to, whether I'm in a band and, and doing that, but this is, you know, what I feel most connected to. That's me. Mm-hmm. This is the the main project, kind of. I I could definitely mm-hmm. see that and hear that. Yeah. I love that. It's something I take the most pride in. Yeah, it's just me. It's very, I mean, you you can't get more stripped down or personal than yep. a person and and an acoustic guitar. Exactly right. Yeah, it's really the most um human. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I've always been very drawn to acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like when I first started playing guitar. I was in. Well, I mean, I was in like fourth grade. My um, my parents like got me a little Ibanez like starter kit. <laughs> I can show you the guitar. It's like this <laughs> fucking piece of garbage in my it's in my closet. Um, I don't even I don't put it out with the nice things. <laughs> it would uh bring down the value of yeah. the beauty. <laughs> but um, I fir- I first got started with that and did it for like I like learned like. Stairway to Heaven, Smoke on the Water, and like Iron Man, and that, and then I was like, okay, this is like not fun. It wasn't fun for you. <laughs> no, I th- I think it was the way I was being taught. Really, it was okay. kind of just like, just giving me random songs and yeah. like not learning anything so about what was happening. Too. Yeah. yeah, I feel yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I think I a big issue that I had and like I still have is like just pushing through that like 
beginning period, you know, where you're just like starting, you don't know what the fuck you're doing, but you just got to like keep doing well, yeah, it. Yeah, you got to keep pushing and you'll find, you'll find yourself, you'll find your voice. With yeah. You. But, um, so fast forward to high school, I think it was like my junior year, I got an acoustic guitar and, um, I was like, okay, like let's, let's learn how to do this. And so I took lessons for like a month or two. But I wasn't really, like, learning much. It was, like, same kind of thing, just, like, songs and shit like that. Yeah. And then um, I I just had, like, playlists full of, like, acoustic songs that I want to, like, learn how to play. Cause, That's great. Yeah, I, I, like, it's, that's what I was drawn to, too, mostly, was just, like, acoustic songs. Like, it, there's just a different kind of beauty about it really you know like and that's interesting to me because from what i know you were interested in djing mm-hmm. so that's like a very you know opposite oh thing. yeah well so you see that's me though you know that's like my music taste it's like yeah. it's just everywhere yeah. like i i, I want to learn like i want to i've been playing piano my um my good friend armin's teaching me piano he's really the first teacher that i have that was like not that the other teachers were bad, but, like, they just weren't the right teacher for me. And, like, he's definitely the the right teacher for me because I he's teaching me the, the groundworks to everything, kind of. And, like, I'm, yeah. I'm learning how to, like, create rather than just... Yeah, what, is, what kind of things is he teaching you? Like, about theory or... Um, a little bit, like, theory stuff, but mostly, literally, for the most part. I'll, I'll show you a little something that I've been working on, but, um, I've been, like, Put, putting it on my Instagram a bunch. Um, it, it literally just started with like a, a month or so of just like play these scales. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, this is what everything is created from. So learn, yeah. learn this. Yeah. The pentatonic scale is a big one for me. Like, mm-hmm. That's a scale I know very well. And that's the scale for me. Like I can get away with, I guess like improvising on a piano just because I know that that is going to sound good. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, <clears throat> like learning where all the notes are really you know and like which ones work together and which ones don't and how to make the ones that don't work together actually work yeah, together how to resolve it and how to yeah make a sentence and yeah i've been teaching a few of my friends how to play different instruments bass or guitar mm-hmm. and i always teach them the blues because that's what i'm passionate about i always teach them the one four five progression yeah because i feel like that's where my soul is mm-hmm. you know if i'm going to teach somebody i'm going to teach them from me and uh i think that's a great way to learn music because yeah. everyone knows that progression it's it's embedded into us. Mm-hmm. I think that was like one of the first things that I learned on bass. Mm-hmm. Was yeah. like a was it a one four five? I don't know. It was like don 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 Sounds like a scale, but um, I don't know. I'll play it. I'll play it in a minute. But <laughs> it was probably probably within a scale. I don't. I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah. I think um, so you you're teaching a few of your friends how to play mm-hmm. it. How do you, um, like how, how does doing that make you feel? Because I, I've been not recently, but teaching Emily over there mm-hmm. piano and like teaching, um, like a few other like random people, like a little bit of what I've been learning, just like, here's what I'm learning and it works. So here, like you should be able to learn to kind of, I think teaching is fulfilling and, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because, like I said, it, uh, when I teach somebody, it's coming from me. Like, you're going to learn about my inspiration and, mm-hmm. you know, what I like. But I, I also need to get better at catering to, you know, uh, someone else's vision and yeah. how to get there. 
that's I feel like that's probably where my issues with learning came from was that like disconnect of like what inspires you and like what would inspire me. Yeah, and sometimes you don't know what you want. Mm-hmm. And I feel lucky that I do know and I and I can work on realizing that, but for somebody else it might be completely different. Mhm. It's definitely I feel like the best thing you can do is learn from someone that you're friends with. Mm-hmm. You know? Cuz it's it it's almost more like I mean, you don't want to lie to one of your friends or like let them down, right? So you don't want to if you're not practicing and then you like go to them and you haven't practiced this just like feels really shitty, you know, because it's like you're kind of wasting their time and disappointing them. Mm. And so I feel like when it's someone that you know and someone that you care about, you're more inclined to push yourself more. Yeah, it's, um, it's just like fun. Like you're just having fun. Yeah, you're hanging out. And, like yeah. definitely a very, um, is that something that you think you'd want to do in the future? Like as a possible career path, like uh, teaching career, music? I, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I want to be a musician. You know, yeah. I want to be the one, you know, with the guitar and but I'd love to teach people as I go and pass mm-hmm. on what I know because if I can learn it, then I can, you know, pass it on to somebody else and they can learn. Mm-hmm. That makes them happy and, you know, brings them joy and fulfillment. And I could definitely, I mean, not in the, I mean, I could see you teaching, but I definitely could see you as, uh, I think of like, I hate the word teacher because there's so many teachers that aren't teachers. You know what I mean? Kind of just like. We've both been around few pretty shitty teachers yeah i mean the high school shout that shout out brick memorial high school fuck you <laughs> <laughs> you fucking suck yeah. but um not not everyone there sucks there, yeah. there were some good eggs but um shout out diamore he's the man um diamore oh yeah 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 that there was another um english teacher that i had he was an like a i don't know like 50 60 year old dude um demolic he was a good teacher yeah. he was a teacher you know, like there are teachers are like, it's so hard to find the proper words to explain this, but I don't like the word teacher because it's something that anyone can be, but I mean, I guess anyone could be a teacher. Anyone could be anything. Anyone, could, anyone could be anything. But there are a lot of people who aren't teachers yet who are trying to be teachers i guess i could people are just aren't 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 passionate about yeah you know it's not what they're supposed to be doing you find a lot of that in like the public school system yeah i feel like you need you almost need to be a student to be a teacher i was listening to terrence mckenna the other day listening to him talk about uh shaman Uh important shaman were to society and like uh early civilization and that harps on the theme of like a teacher Mm -hmm. a shaman is like a teacher a spiritual guide like a creative um, influence, a mentor. Mm-hmm. That's what like a teacher is in you know our society, but mm-hmm. it's kind of treated differently. Yeah, I definitely. It's 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 weird that like I feel like it's a lot of people's go to. It's like oh, I could just be a teacher, you know. It's like yeah. no, don't don't be. Yeah, I think that's don't a good, be a teacher a because problem. of that. I had yeah. a professor in college that was from Hong Kong, and she said when she is in Hong Kong and she tells people that she's a teacher, they treat her with praise. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't see that in America. You, yeah. If someone's a doctor, they get respect. But for her, her situation in Hong Kong, doctors were looked at differently. Teachers were, you know, put on a higher pedestal. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, that's something that's incredible, too, is, like, all, how different cultures treat different things and, like, music and all different 
you know, that's the thing in, in America. Like it's, uh, it's hard to be an artist. You can't, you know, necessarily make a living doing that. It's very upsetting. Mm-hmm. Like I wish um, more people were able to just do that because I know for me, that's the only thing that, you know, I see bringing me happiness in, in my life. Mm-hmm. So I wish that anyone who feels similarly could just pursue that without, you know, having to worry about, you know, how am I going to make money or something like that. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you think about a lot? Like how to make this your full time? Um, yeah, but I know that I'm going to do it regardless. Mm-hmm. I'm not uh, necessarily trying to make money doing it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, that's the thing that I struggle with is like... Do I want to make money from doing this in music? You yes, could. but I don't want to to make money. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of want to to make time, you know? Like yeah, I I, I time, want, you know, fulfilling and worth it. Yeah, I I want to have an income from the things that I do so I have more time to do those things rather than like going to a job for 9 hours. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like fuck. Like, imagine the things I could do in nine hours. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's definitely a problem. Yeah. Um. So I mean, what you're going to school for right now isn't that music full time kind of thing. It's like journalism, right? You wanna, you want to write. So is that something that you want to do indefinitely, or is that kind of your means to? And end working wise. That's a almost. good question. It's something I've been thinking about a lot recently because I'm graduating in May. Um, but yeah, like I, I think that um, it's sort of becoming for me, you know, a means to bring in an income. But I'm also really passionate about it. But yeah. I'm passionate about a lot of things, mm-hmm. and music being one of them. So we'll see. I know <laughs> I'm definitely going to be doing both. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's something that was a great decision on your part, honestly. Because I feel like it's very, um, very, like, it transcribes very well, kind of, you know, yeah. like, journalism. Because, like, writing, music-wise, is, you're just, it, jur- literally, journalism, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're interviewing yourself, almost. Yeah, and, and, um, yeah, like, like we were talking about earlier about songwriting and hearing the stories of other people. It's, it's, a, it's, there's a cohesion there. Mm-hmm. It goes, it's two and two. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's definitely, definitely awesome. I'm very excited and happy for you in the future. Um, is, did I just fuck that up? Test? No, I didn't. All right, good. Um, is there, so you're, you're graduating, right? You, you just said, um, is there, have you done like internships or anything like yeah, that? Or is, is there somewhere that you're going to try and work after? School yeah, I, or? I'm trying to work at a newspaper. Um, I had an internship this summer, luckily, uh, at um, a small newspaper in uh, Ocean and Monmouth County, and I was actually able to do some like uh, field work and mm. interview people in person during the really? pandemic and do COVID stories, and that was really a, g- a great opportunity. For Damn, me. and it gave me a lot of hope for like what I'm going to be doing because it brought me a lot of joy and great experience doing it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like but, that's that's the career I'm looking for with writing is you know, being out there and talking to people mm-hmm. yeah, rather than sitting at a computer all day. I mean, I'll yeah. sit at a computer and write, but I'd rather be out there yeah. talking to people. Yeah. Sit, sit at the computer after you've talked to the people, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> like that, uh, that's, that's your, uh, little common ground. Yeah. Um, 
so as as far as like would you are you wanting to like work at that place that you worked at or you, do you want to go somewhere bigger or like i would like to work there i've also been trying to get in um a job or an internship at the asbury park press because mm. i think that would be a great for me mm-hmm. a bigger paper and more exposure and hopefully like a better career path mm-hmm. so when you were boots on the ground this summer did you like publish st- like was stuff published or yeah, I, was, I was in the paper a lot oh yeah yeah it was really exciting that's awesome mm-hmm. that's incredible i'm definitely very jealous <laughs> um so was writing something you thought about yeah i mean i uh, originally like at my core i feel like that's what i am yeah. at, at core is like a writer like a poet like write mostly poetry um i have have a few ideas and like i've had i have a couple like chapters written for like a book stuff like that yeah i'd love to read it i'll I'll give you the um the summation of it because it's it's just like i'm talking about ideas like this i talk about my with my roommates a lot like mm -hmm. writing ideas yeah my roommate is a writer and another friend of mine at school is also a writer Mm -hmm. um it's it's so challenging to like put what's in your brain to paper properly and do it yeah, justice. It's also so simple too. Yeah. It's like such a simple concept but actually doing it. Yeah, it's it's like impo- cuz I have this like huge like it was it was insane because so I when I sleep like I don't I feel like I don't remember lots of my dreams. I feel like that's a normal thing for most people but I remember even less. I feel like and there was this one and I had, I woke up and I was like, whoa. And I like remembered everything. And I was like, whoa. And then as I was like, I went for a bike ride and was like up, like thinking and stuff. And it just, it was like the dream kept going. Like when I was awake, like it was like a movie that I created in my head in my sleep. And then like when I woke up, it kept getting bigger. Mm. So it was like, yeah, like a profound yeah. idea or something. So like I I still have this like whole thing in my brain, awesome. but I've only put a little bit of it to paper because I feel like I'm not doing the idea justice yet. Like well, I'm not, I'm like, not a good uh, enough writer yet to make sure this what it should be. I'm sure you are. And I believe in you. Thank you. But um, I was going to say something. Um, yeah. Like these ideas are going to come to you mm-hmm. and you just have to be the channel. Like, yeah it's any that's any form of art but mm-hmm. writing is something that i think about that a lot like i i have ideas for books but i'm not pressing about when i'm gonna write them yeah i know i'll write them when i'm feeling most inspired to mm-hmm. yeah that i mean i i guess i could definitely attribute it not being done to that as well yeah. you know but it's that's that's definitely like where all of my creativity and stuff stems from is writing like i started started writing poetry like probably the past two years like I had this one actual real teacher he, he's a teacher to me a um a incredible incredible human being and writer uh, his name is Jacob Camacho um but he like just like awakened something in me as a writer and I was like oh like this is really cool he's your shaman he's he's literally my shaman he's um where's he from I'm not even gonna say it it's some like some fucking like island and like he's I think Samoan I think he's Samoan Mm. and he's like the most fellow islanders um yeah Cuban oh really Yeah, yeah, yeah he's he's a very he was a very like well thought out 
soft-spoken, but not. Like, he was very, um, definitive in everything that he said. Like, it, everything he, every word he spoke meant something. Mm-hmm. And he used to say, I was talking about this the other day, because someone said, empty your cup. But he used to, you know, like, Kung Fu Panda, I guess, like, the dude would say, like, empty your cup or something. I don't know, I'm not very familiar with it. But we would be, like, reading something, and he he would just, like, look at you, and you'd go, stop. Because, like, he could tell that you're, like, you have things going on in your mind, and you're not, like, completely. He, and then he'd go, empty your cup. Mm. you go, okay, yeah. continue. <laughs> and then you'd, like, you'd read the rest of it, and it would be, like, really good then. <laughs> it was, like, yeah. shit. But he just, like, unlocked this, like, incredible ability almost that i like didn't know i had yeah sometimes you need somebody to yeah there was also um are you familiar with inq i know you were talking about terrence mckenna i gotta talk about that a little bit um but so do you know i mean where did you find terrence through because this might relate um i found him through alan watts where did you find alan watts through youtube Okay. Oh, so it was just okay. So I found I've them. Had friends, you know, mentioned yeah. to me, Terrence McKenna and other ideas. I found them. Terrence has a brother, Dennis McKenna, yeah. and he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. And I so, that podcast. Yeah. 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 So I discovered him through Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan talking about him. Yeah. And Joe Rogan runs a company called On It, and um, his partner is this dude named Aubrey Marcus. And um, he has a podcast as well. And I was listening to his podcast. This was probably this is when I first started writing. Mm-hmm. This was like freshman, sophomore, or like senior year of high school, um, and then like freshman, sophomore of college. I forget exactly where, but he had this um, this guy on, and his name was In Q. He's my favorite poet to this day. Like inspired me to begin writing, mm-hmm. and he was like. They he does this like workshop, and so he started he like did the little like bit from the workshop that he does where he's like okay you're you're all poets like <laughs> here's how you do it yeah. and like and then like I wrote something and it was like I just like kind of like poured my heart out and like everything that I've been thinking and like struggling with yeah. onto the page I don't even know where the fuck that poem is how did it feel I wish it literally the best feeling ever mm. and I, I remember I would just go back and like listen to him saying like what he said to like make me realize yeah like over and over and over and over and over again and just listen to that like podcast over and over and like to check it out ever I'll send it to you cool. ever ever since then it was just like yeah, like I'm I'm a poet. Like that's that's my that's my go-to. Yeah. And th- I think a big thing um about uh this age is like you know finding out what you like and what you want. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know, but I'm glad that you found something that you it, you know that It was, was a struggle. Yeah. It was a struggle. Yeah. You know, I was fucking lost for a while there. And I did not see an end, but I luckily Have you seen the movie very Soul? Luckily, Disney movie, dude. I watched that yeah. the other day. Ah, <laughs> uh, great! That shit was powerful. Really powerful, yeah. Oof, I shed some tears. Not gonna lie. Me too. <laughs> that was, that was quite the. But yeah, like, uh, that's something that like makes me think, made me think, and something that I've been thinking about for a while is like, 
I mean, you were talking, you mentioned earlier how you were like, oh, yeah, the book will be written whenever it's written, you know? Like, sometimes I'm almost scared that, like, I'm <laughs> going to die and not be able to do something. Something I think about, too, yeah. Yeah, so is that something that you think about in that like in I the do. in the writing aspect like i have this writing. book idea in my head and it might yeah. die with me because yeah, i, I think haven't about written that it with music especially yeah you know, like if i am i going to be able to capture this you know while i'm gifted the opportunity to you know it's i think it is um over everybody's head who wants to create something mm-hmm. so that's something it's all that about you trust yeah it's all about trusting yourself and trusting your ideas mm-hmm. is that i guess something that you like, how, how do you feel about that idea? Like, that eventually something is going to be the last thing that you put out. Mm. That's a deep subject. It is. How do I feel about that? I think that everything happens for a reason. Um, and I think that while I'm living, I'm going to do my best to, you know, write my own story. Mm-hmm. And everything that I'm doing, I'm intended to do. And trusting that gives me, you know, confidence and um, makes me more comfortable that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Is that, um, is that like a, something that stems from like religious influence kind of, or is that like a secular kind of just, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do? Mm. I think it's just like, it could be. I've been thinking about the idea of worship a lot. Mm-hmm. I think everybody chooses to worship something. I think that's something they touched on in soul. You know, like you have to find, uh, I forget what they call it in the movie, but you have to find like what you're intended to do mm-hmm. and um, find what you worship. Yeah, you get like your stars, Yeah, the five or six, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah, if you're worship, worshiping the wrong things, you're out in that weird oblivion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're one of the lost souls. Yeah. <laughs> Did you catch that, um, the guy on the boat? Um, he was like, oh, <laughs> on the boat, they were listening to Bob Dylan. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't... It's like a Bob Dylan song. I was like, that's really cool. I didn't catch that. Yeah, because I, I love him. Yeah. yeah, that's... I mean, that's something that I think about a lot, though. It's like that struggle between, like, I need to get something out. Like, I need to put my art and, like, yeah. things out. That's why I feel like, this project a lot. But... So it's like the struggle between, like, wanting to do something before I die... And, like, not wanting to rush things, mm. you know? And it's it's so challenging because it's like, well, I could put together an album after we stop recording, like, with the writing that I have and, like, the the things, like, I mean, yeah, all the things that I've written. Like, I could put together an album, but would it be good? Would it be... We have to start somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And... um. Uh, you're always going to get better mm-hmm. and the things that you do especially with music like you might not you might not have complete control over it. it's just something that emulates from you mm-hmm. and that's what art is mm-hmm. really? see this is another one of those moments where i need to just sit and like think about those but words for like five minutes what you're saying is something i was feeling a lot with this project mm-hmm. like uh like think about my own demise and you know, um, especially because I was working on it for so long, like I, it was, there was like some kind of pressure. Like yeah, something happens. I mean, that was people don't get to hear this. How how long was what was the first song written, or like first I mean the written. the the first like idea for one, like how old how old is the like the first idea of it? I think um, sophomore year of college. Yeah, yeah. 
I think Throwing Stones is the first song mm-hmm. I wrote for this project and started well, I mean, conceptualizing, you know, the songs. You said that the one was originally written when you were, what, 18? 18, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I mean, it's been a long time coming, yeah, you know? <laughs> sure has, like, I, I can't imagine... But here, I want that, to say this to you too. Like you have to, you have to do it, and then f- and move on. Mm-hmm. You have to just do it, and it is what it is. And you're going to make something better, something different. Yeah, I mean that's that's something that I'm definitely struggling with right now. Is like I have this whole thing written that I want to make happen mm-hmm. with like you spend basically a lot of time thinking about it. Don't yeah, you? yeah, basically <laughs> like a spoken word poetry kind of project with some like guitar, piano my friends playing instruments over it kind of maybe me playing a little bit i don't i don't know if i would even want to do that but um yeah and it's like it's changed so much because like where i was when i first wrote it Mm -hmm. and then where i was when i rewrote it and then where i was when i rewrote it again and and then where i was when i rewrote again and then where i am right now you know yeah and it might it might you know be years before you finish and and fulfill that idea but Mm -hmm. you're still welcome to have other ideas in the meantime Yeah. yeah But it's the other thing that I struggle with in conjunction with that is like, well, when, when you write something, the original thing, you capture that original emotion. Yeah. And so when you go back later and you rewrite it, you lose it kind of, you know? And it's like a struggle between making it better and just like completely losing what it's about. Yeah. It's hard because you... You have to move on, and you're you're forced to move on. But you you want to like capture those things and capture those moments because they're important to you, mm-hmm. and you have an attachment to them in some way. Yeah, definitely, definitely a struggle. I'm trying to think: is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you would like to talk about? Because I feel like we could go for a while. Oh, I want to talk about Terrence McKenna. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so you discovered him through Alan Watts. It, was this? Because, like, this was a big thing for me. Um, like, both of both of them. I mean, Alan Watts less, it was less of an influence on me. Terrence McKenna was definitely a very, very big influence. Like, him, like, Joe Rogan, all those guys. Mm. Um, was that... When we talked earlier about, like, starting to, like, find yourself and, like, figure out who you are, was yeah. that a big influence? Were they a big influence? It was. You? I think Alan Watts is a big influence because I've always been... Uh, influenced by Eastern religion mm-hmm. and Buddhism and, and Hinduism. And I th- I think in many ways they've gotten it right in terms of uh, oh, spirituality. Yeah, and yeah. Like that, so. <laughs> they, got, they hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. And it's always been a big influence for me. And listening to him talk is just like, I I feel what he's saying. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's the truth. Like, uh, I think that's what we're all here to do is find some truth. Mm-hmm. Do you know exactly, like, the first time you discovered him or, like, how... How you came upon that? Uh, I was meditating once, and I, I put on uh, one of his talks and mm. meditated to that for a while, and I got hooked. Ah, uh, um, when did you start doing that? Because that was a. Can you give her this? <laughs> You're uh, ruining it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I've been meditating. I think since middle school. Wow. Off, yeah. Really? Not, not consistently. Still, I mean, who, <laughs> I don't know anyone who meditates consistently. Yeah, it's, very, it's very hard. There was, there was a point in time recently, I think last year, where I meditated every day. Yeah, yeah. I was doing that. Um, 
last year, I mean, probably about last year, like I was trying to get it in every day. I had, um, I got one of those like apps yeah. and I got like a membership to it and I was doing like a, like a sleep kind of help thing because I was having lots of trouble sleeping and yeah. that definitely helped me like meditating before I went to sleep. So how did you discover that? Uh, my sisters were, uh, like a component in that. Mm-hmm. They, I, th- I think they were interested in it when they were, you know, uh, in their teens and kind of pass it on to me mm-hmm. something that I began to be interested in and something I kind of stuck to because I, I wasn't raised in, um, in a church or anything like that. I wasn't um, a part of any religion, mm-hmm. but I, I am spiritual without a religion, yeah. but I think that religion appeals to me the most, mm-hmm. although I appreciate like all religion and think it's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think, there's beauty and um ugly in it you know i think there's i don't know it's hard to put my finger on what i want to say because i have a lot of like half-baked ideas about things that i just don't (laughs) want to throw it out there throw out there empty the cup um empty empty (laughs) the cup no empty the cup would be me just not talking about any of it um no but I don't know, like, the idea of, like, being a good person to go to heaven rather than just, like, you should just be a good person, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, all the, I mean, there's tons of corruption and stuff inside there's of it. But there's a lot of polarization in, in everything. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, so, like, you could, with there being corruption in it, there's corruption in everything, you know? So, shit, how much does that mean, really? But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's very very interesting i think a lot of people find comfort in it mm-hmm. and i think it's good but i think it could also be bad mm-hmm. like um there's a level to like group think and, and manipulation and yeah brainwashing and yeah, yeah definitely mm-hmm. so it's not all um rainbows and unicorns for sure yeah <laughs> but um i th- i think it's very it's one of the most interesting things in the world um I think Terrence McKenna has talked about it, but there's this book. It's called The Sacred Mushroom and the Cross. Yeah, yeah. You ever hear about that? I've heard about this. Uh, What's his name? John Marco Allegro, I think. I have it. I need to actually read it because I've had the book for like years and years and years, and I've never actually fucking read it like through. But um, it's like a whole theory on like how religion was born from like psychedelics and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. No doubt in my mind. Bye. Have a wonderful time. Huh? Have fun. Don't talk to strangers. <laughs> Don't talk to strangers. <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I think... I think people find a lot of comfort in it, and they shouldn't. You know? Like, because... I feel like a lot of people believe and think that they're going to go somewhere when they die when the reality of it is that you have no fucking idea what's going to yes, happen. Exactly. And yeah. so you shouldn't it's I mean it kind of comes back to that like being comfortable thing. You know, like you shouldn't you should like be weary of the things that make you really comfortable. Or question them, yeah. Don't yeah, just ex- exactly. Them someone is telling you to. Yeah, like it I feel like religion stops people from questioning things mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. When that's what we should do. 
exactly. as human beings. Like that should be your main purpose is to like question things. Yeah. Cause that's the only way that the world's going to get any better. That's a, that's a system problem. Mm-hmm. Not only with religion, but a lot of different things. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So we've discovered Alan Watts and Terrence McKenna. Um, I mean, you know, the association of Terrence McKenna with yeah, LSD, psychedelics and stuff. Drugs, yeah. Uh, do you, <laughs> I've never taken psychedelic drugs. No. No. Interesting. I'm interested. That's very, very interesting to me that you've been meditating for that long, <laughs> listening to Alan Watts and Terrence McKenna. <laughs> and not taking And you've drugs. never... <laughs> wow. Interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Mm. Um, you would enjoy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, good to know. Yeah, sorry, Mom. Yeah, sorry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I like I think my parents listen to some of it but I don't know how much yeah. <laughs> they've um there was dude there, in the first episode there's a joke someone was coughing and I, I was like they were like yeah it's from like smoking and then they like weren't saying weed because they didn't want to say like they didn't know if they could say weed on the podcast <laughs> and I was like no you can say whatever you want like if you're smoking crack we don't judge <laughs> And my parents took that as I smoke crack. <laughs> and my dad was like, you might want to censor some stuff. And I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, you know, the crack thing. And I was like, what, the, the joke where I said that he could smoke crack if he wanted? And he goes, no, it kind of sounded like you were saying that you've done crack. And I was yeah. like, I was like, what fucking podcast are you listening yeah, it's to? it's one of those things that you know your parents are going to mention to you. I'm like, jeez. But yeah, so there's some episodes where I'm like, Ugh. but that's awesome. Um, So you... Your sisters introduced you to meditation, yeah. Primarily, yeah, they were interested in it. And um, there's like a weird um relationship with religion of the East in the West. And I had a religions class last semester, and something that we talked about. It's like almost watered down. Mm-hmm. It's it's um it's sold to you now, like our version. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's it's another marketable. that's another thing is like how fucked up it is. It's like you look at like everything, fucking like Joel Osteen, like yeah. Like whipping around and making money yeah, yeah whipping around in like a porch like wearing like yeah. designer shit and, and I, it's like and wait you work for a church and people donate money to your church so you people giving to like god or the church or whatever the reason they're giving for and you're taking that and putting it in your pocket yeah. and profiting off of it. It's yeah, like, geez, dude. His mind is in his Even, pocket. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. I, I see a lot of people come into my job for like... Uh, we don't speak the name, but people come into my job for like, um, you know what we sell, right? For stuff for churches, right? I don't know, but okay. What we sell, like instruments and shit, you know? Like oh. people come in for instruments for their churches yeah, yeah. and they're like decked out in like fucking Gucci shit and like, mm. like nice fucking like brand new Gucci loafers and like Gucci sunglasses and shit. Mm. And it's I'm the, like, it's the higher I'm class. like, where are you getting all this fucking money from? You you yeah. sneaky motherfucker yeah. like yeah it's for my church i'm like hmm and like tax exemption and stuff i'm like mm, you could pay taxes motherfuckers you're yeah, making money the, off uh, it get the fuck out of here <laughs> the pope and, and all that uh yeah it's very interesting all the fucking like child abuse that happens yeah 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 Shady shit churches. Yeah, <laughs> but there, there, there is a lot of good in it. There's, There's a lot of good. People find a lot of solace. So mm-hmm. that's that can be said. Um, so you said, I just want to talk a little bit more about like meditation and stuff. Sure. Um, you started early on, kind of. What was that like 
starting and like how consistent were you with it? Um, I remember the first couple of times I did, I didn't really get it and mm-hmm. I probably wasn't doing it right. But, um, <laughs> that's, I love that concept, right. Of like, when you think about meditation, like doing it right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. definitely funny to, funny to think about people have all different kinds of like, <laughs> they're like, just don't worry about like, experiences, you, you just, yeah. just do it. <laughs> like yeah. you just do it. There's no real, I know like a common thing they talk about in Buddhism is that like, you see like a mentor and the mentor is supposed to like teach you that um like the only person that could like figure this out is you like we can tell you to do all this shit mm-hmm. you can keep doing it but the goal is to teach you that it's up to you to figure it out mm-hmm. and it's up to you to you know take grasp of your own mind and mm-hmm. i i've definitely kind of that's i mean i feel like that's something that like a lot of people probably struggle with right is like when you're being taught by like your parents or teachers or mentors or stuff like that, you're not always taught like to figure these things out yourselves. Like your parents are like, don't drink, yeah, don't the, drink too much. And, and like, that's, are, that's not, that's, that's not going to teach me like as, as much as it should, like you need to learn things on your own, you exactly. know? Yeah. And that's kind and of failing like, and, and learning from yeah. that. But I think, um, the, the whole message I was trying to say is that they go to this teacher thinking that they're the person that's going to help them. They're mm-hmm. the person that's going to figure it out for them, but that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Are you, oh, what's his fucking name? Time out. Sure. <laughs> Gotta do it. Gotta get the book. Can I pee you quick? Oh, yeah, go for it. No. <laughs> yeah, also, uh, Madison got me that guitar. That's sh- that's strap. That oh yeah, I, I didn't I didn't I didn't, wanna, I didn't know if it was a surprise. It, yeah, she she gave it to me. Really oh awesome. yeah. yeah. Thanks yeah. for hooking me up with that case. Too. Oh, I got you. Oh yeah, we. I was like, I was like, it says there's a case, and they were like, like the people I work with were like, nope, and I was like, yeah, I was like, it's there. I was like, this is my friend, so they're getting it. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> okay, so here I have. Do you know of Ram Das? No, kind of sounds familiar. Ram Das. Um, he's like a spiritual, like guru kind of guy. But um, I, f- I forget what we were saying, but mm. basically it was like finding a teacher kind of, or like spiritual guide, like the right kind of one for you that's going to teach you to learn things for yourself. And I feel like when I found Ram Das, that was like on, I mean, I've never met him or anything like that, but like he's definitely a spiritual teacher of mine, like someone that I learned from a lot. What did what have you learned from him? Um, I know it's probably hard to sum it, up. It's very story. hard to sum that up, yeah. but um, he he had a big influence on me. Um, he talks a lot about death mm. and like the kind of like country that we live in and like the way that our society is that we're like very afraid of death. And, um, I mean the word itself is like, it's, it's scary to say it's scary to talk about. Like when we were talking it's about it earlier, everybody struggles with it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but basically it's like, like our society is like, no, no one's dying. Don't tell anyone like grandma's fine. Like grandma's not going to die. Like, yeah. you know, and um i don't know it was something that i always struggled with because i felt like i was in a constant like 
like very afraid of death yeah. rather than um his whole thing i mean this book is called be here now my sister has this book i think my yeah sister sam yeah um she actually handed me this book one day and was like, "Read this." Yeah, yeah. yeah you should. You should. You should read the yeah. begin the intro at least because it's a beautiful story about how he. Um, you know Timothy Leary. What'd you say? Timothy Timothy Leary. No. He's like one of the first like um, guys to like, not popularize but like study LSD. Okay. And like that. Yeah. And he was like, they were good friends and they went like on trips like across the country and like, mm. he was one of the first like. Um, like acid guinea pigs, kind of, yeah. you know, like yeah. th- this guy, mm-hmm. and um, so basically, the main things that I've learned from him is be- being here now, you know, basically being present and um, yeah. being aware in everything, trying to always come back to my breath, kind of, mm. and like focus on that yeah. a lot. It's something I th- I think about every day. Mm-hmm. It's we're, we're we're oftentimes in the future or in the past. We're never you know in the middle. Exactly. Um, so he, I've definitely he's instilled a lot of knowledge upon me as far as that. But Good. definitely, even more so about death and yeah. like with death and how we're so afraid of it. But mm-hmm. that it's just something that's going to happen. And I feel like I've been um, I've gotten some I've said some things and gotten some like really negative reactions before mm-hmm. because like how people grieve and handle death in our society i feel like it's kind of toxic um people get like very hung up on it and are always like constantly like afraid of it or when it does happen it's like this thing that you linger upon for a really long time and i remember i'm not gonna say any specifics whatsoever but um i mean not that any of these people would be listening to this but i just i, I you know yeah. um someone was having like a like a I don't know like they do like a did like a memorial service for like their this person that they knew that died every like uh, like six months or something like that and it's like I feel like people just need to as fucking rough as it sounds like just like kind of move on you know like get on with their lives like people definitely linger on it and I, I understand right because I there are people in my life that have died that I constantly think about, but I don't think it's really a good thing. I don't know. That's a, that's an interesting way to put it. This is this is one of my half baked ideas that yeah, I probably shouldn't put out there. It's okay. <laughs> like we become hyper fixated on it, and yeah, I think uh, you need to allow yourself to be that in the moment, but yeah, we, we're forced to move on. We have to. Mm-hmm. That's our job. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I know a lot of people also who like with animals like their dog dies and it's just like the only thing i see for like a really long time and it's like i i love my dog so fucking much you love him while he's here exactly i get that but like he's gonna die like he's nine ten he's gonna die yeah within the next five years Uh and i'm gonna be okay because i know it's gonna happen and people i i feel like just live in the constant denial that something like that's gonna happen eventually Mm-hmm. and they're just so afraid of change and yeah i mean back to comfort right like 
everyone's so comfortable with how their lives are and who's in their life life I think, I, that I when someone I think someone leaves it is allowed to oh yeah deal with it in their own way no exactly you want to have a memorial service every six months you can yeah i mean exactly that's but I one think, of the I reasons it, that i hesitated to even say I that think but you just want that person to move on because you know that's what's good for them yeah 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 exactly I think it it's not place it's not yeah it, yeah exactly it's it might come off as like a negative like i th- i think you badly of this person yeah no i want them to have a good life and find other reasons to live you know yeah um you owe it to that person who passed away exactly you know they're gone but you're still here so what are you what are you doing you you're know carrying them on yeah rather than sitting and dwelling that's kind not of. what they would want you to do exactly that's that's like a i mean something that people always say it's like you know someone dies and people say like oh they would want you to live and they would want you to be happy it's but no one ever takes that to heart really i feel yeah. like it's hard to listen to mm-hmm. yeah, but it's the truth i guess that's I mean, we talk a little bit about, like, the society that we live in, stuff like that. I feel like that's a big, really big thing is, um, like, fuck, what was I about to say? <laughs> Talking about death? It it comes and goes, <laughs> just, just like the lyrics. <laughs> Everything comes and goes. Um, ah, oh, jeez, talking about death. Wow, this was like a zinger too. <laughs> this was like a. It'll come to you. This was like a. I I gotta pick this up and drop it after I say it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Our society. That's uh, all I, I think say. I feel I feel very lucky that I haven't um, experienced you know the death of somebody close to me in my life, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. I've seen you know what grief can do to other people, and uh, I try to learn from that, and yeah, try to be empathetic. Yeah, definitely. That's something that I, I, I struggle with a lot is like, not, not that I struggle with being empathetic, but I struggle with, um, the way I say things kind of, or I'm very like, I just blurt everything I think out Mm -hmm. and then people like take it as negativity almost like you said earlier you're like no like you mean this in like a positive way it's not that you think badly of them it's you want them to you want good for them like i feel like that's definitely a major struggle in my life is like i'm I'm not yeah communicating i'm not i'm not like afraid to say things well i am i guess afraid to say things that people don't want to hear but you're not responsible exactly yeah it's but it's just yeah it's something everybody deals with but yeah definitely definitely is that um we can uh kind of go full circle here a little bit and then we'll um close up and i want to talk about a couple other things after but um um is that something that you struggle with like as far as putting things out there and like not wanting people to interpret them the wrong way like your music like when you when you are you ever afraid that someone's going to think that something's about them or like confront yeah. you about yeah. a song or something? Definitely. And, um, like I said, like, I, I don't think I'm responsible for that. Um, and I try to approach it with love and, and, and care and properly express myself. But if, um, someone wants to take it and interpret it in a, in a bad way, a negative way, they're free to do that. Mm-hmm. If they want to take from it, what I intend them to take from it, that's great. That's what I want them to do. It's very zen. Zen, yeah. Um, 
that's also something that I wanted to quickly ask you about before we stop here. Um, you mentioned Eastern philosophy, like religion, Buddhism. How did you get into that? How deep are you into that? Uh, I'm not very deep into it. Like I haven't studied the religion. I don't consider myself like a practitioner, but I, I do practice meditation and, uh, it's been an influence on my life, um, so far and something I really enjoy and it gives me peace. So if, mm-hmm. it, if it gives me peace, I'm going to continue to do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, is Buddhism like something that you want to, I'd love to learn more about, I'd get more learn, into, learn more about, uh, Christianity and, uh, other religions. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of the more interesting things in life that people have created. Yeah. It's religion. It's innate. Yeah. yeah it's uncanny, you know, like you, you there's nothing that yeah. compares really. It's so it makes us these us. incredibly yeah. big organizations and things of common thought. Mm. Um, you know, that's something that I find really interesting is how like meditation is so meditation and yoga too are like so intertwined in like Eastern philosophy. Yeah. But um like with Western like Christianity and stuff, it's I mean I would you consider praying meditation? Yeah. I guess, right? I think it's right? a practice. A yeah. Common practice in religion. There's different practices. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, I mean, I, w- I, I guess too. praying is kind of like, you're familiar with like meta meditation, like loving kindness. So like loving kindness meditation is basically you just, you would start about it thinking about someone that's like close to you that you have really strong feelings for that you love, like, very like pure love like someone who your relationship isn't like there's like no negative to it really like it's a very like pure kind of thing so you start thinking about them and then you think about someone who like is like neutral kind of and then like think about like someone who you don't like or someone who doesn't like you or something like that and like just express love and like good yeah. wishes and well wishes for them so like seeing praying seeing these i guess people for you know what they are and mm-hmm taking it in and letting it go yeah i guess you could consider praying i guess a form of that meta because you're you're wishing other people well basically so i guess that's it's a little uh and i don't know about little beauty um, in it i'm a person who has anxiety and has had bouts of like depression oh yeah um (laughs) so meditation has always helped me with that to calm my mind and ease Mm -hmm. my mind because i think similar to you i constantly have you know shit going on in my head so it helps me sort that out and uh, be more present, like we were saying. Mm-hmm. I feel like some people, like I've definitely battled, <laughs> I've gone to war with depression. <laughs> I luckily came out the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, I still battle some anxiety, but yeah. I feel like a lot of the times you hear, I mean, meditation, I guess definitely being good for it, but at the same time, sometimes being very bad. You know, like getting more so into your head and spiraling more so. Yeah. Was that something that you ever experienced or was it always a positive? Uh, it's It's been positive for me, but I've had conversations about this. I had a conversation with my sister just a while ago and uh, she was she was telling me that um, it's important to make sure you're doing it in the proper way. Because if you are doing that and spiraling into it, then it's not helping you. Mm-hmm. If it's not helping you, then you shouldn't be doing it. You need to find what works for you. Mm-hmm. I love that idea finding what works for you. Yeah. That's something I've been doing yoga every day. 
and I like just been watching YouTube videos. I haven't gotten into a yoga studio. I'm like, I'm so, I mean, not, not anymore really, but I'm still like stuck in the like self consciousness that I've grown up with my whole life. Mm. So like part of me, like still hangs on to that. And like, yeah. I don't realize it until mm. I'm like talking about it right now. And yeah. I'm like, Oh wait, that's why I'm not doing this. But I like never really, I went to a yoga studio like once or twice, but I'm, I was like, like embarrassed like mm. they, like because i'm like bad at it you know mm. and it's like no like that yeah, it's very doesn't accepting matter environment. yeah exactly yeah. it's like that's why they call it a practice like the practice of yoga like yeah. you're it's a judgment or like yeah you come and practice like it's mm. not you're not performing you're practicing yeah and yeah but um and taking time like out of your day to do something like that is beneficial regardless of who you are mm-hmm. but so one of the things that she says the the youtube channel that i watch she says, find what feels good. Yeah. And I feel like that, what did you say? Um, uh, what was the, what were the words that you said? That's okay. You said a phrase and then I said, I like that. And then I said the yoga thing. I it was something along find the lines of, for you. find out what works yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. Find what feels good. Mm-hmm. You know, something I think about too is like the gaze. I know it's something that's talked about in yoga and meditation, like finding your point of focus mm-hmm. like when I'm doing something like guitar or, or playing a sport like focus is very important and if you're you know thinking about if you're playing the game in your mind or playing the song in your mind before you actually do it then you're, you're stumbling like you're not giving your best mm-hmm. yeah that's i feel like meditation is definitely something that translates well to everything in your life really you know like because anything can really be meditative if you fo- if you can exactly. focus you know exactly. like i sometimes i'll practice piano for two weeks and I feel like I won't progress at all, you know? And then I'll like take a day or two and then I'll come back and I'll have a fucking song. Yeah. Like out of nowhere, just because I like came to the keyboard and like just pushed everything else to the side. Nothing else is happening. Nothing else matters. I'm right here, right here, right now. (laughs) You're letting your, you know, you're letting your mind, you know, be in the moment. Exactly. Definitely, definitely very powerful. All right, well, we are over two hours in. Wow. Um, before we go any further, uh, was there any anything else that you wanted to mention that you wanted to talk about? Because I think I've hit my topics. Yeah, I, I'm really glad that we you know touched on a few different things. It was a good conversation. Yeah, I'm I'm giddy. Like to do this more. I'm yeah. giddy that we got to talk about meditation and Terrence McKenna. Yeah, you know, talking about something like this. Yeah. For sure. Glad that you brought that up. Very glad. Um, any closing notes? Check out my music, A. Jones. Yes. Who uh, is A. Jones? Who is A. Jones? I'll be releasing some stuff in the future, and I really appreciate this opportunity to come and talk. It was really good. I appreciate you coming. Thanks, man. Of course. Um, so it's on Apple Music, A. Jones. Mm-hmm. A. Period Jones. A. Period Jones. A. Period Jones. Yeah. A town on... A town. The fuck! <laughs> I, I was so good the whole time, dude. I I, I didn't fuck up until like Not two hours and thirty minutes in. That's right. I fucked up Cole's name, but that that's something that I do a lot. Um, but yeah, so the town who town check it out. Who is a Jones on Instagram? What are the where are the periods? Who is a period Jones? Okay, who is a period Jones on Instagram? Give him a follow, show him some love. Appreciate it. Uh, SoundCloud, a period Jones, the yeah. town, uh, Spotify soon. Yeah, soon. 
Spotify probably by the time this is out. So go on your fucking Spotify and give it a listen. Look up A Jones. Let me know what your favorite song is. Yes, listen to. Also, I think it's fair to say listen to it when you have time to sit and have it be the only thing that you're doing. Yeah, you know, really. Yeah, you're really like front to back, like laying in bed. I don't know, smoke a smoke a bowl and like vibe out. I appreciate you saying that. yeah. Yeah. Put some cool lights on, light some incense, smoke a bowl, and listen to the entire album. It's short. Do it twice. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like to really might, yeah. to really get it. To absorb it. Yeah. And then if you really want to get it, you gotta listen to it like another ten times. <laughs> but it'll be worth it, I yeah. promise. I've I've experienced it and I would ten out of ten recommend to a friend. Thank you. Um thank you. I endlessly appreciate your being here. And um boom. Booyah. We did it. We did it. have two studios that we record at too. Or, well, one. And then one we have the option to record at that we just haven't yet. But um, I like to do it here because it's like... I do like it here. Easy. Yeah, and it's like, it's very out. like... Yeah, dude, check out the check out the arsenal. Oh, I want to check it out. I see the towel. Oh, that's your guitar that you said. Yeah, it's like a Apollo. Cheaper than that. Nah. <laughs> Native Instruments, Behringer. I think it's Behringer, yeah. yeah. That's what this one is. Okay. Yeah, it looks very similar, but just two outputs. Yeah, I just got, I like, lucked into my friend Eric having one of these. He's one of the people that we record at uh, his studio. But, um, yeah, he was like, uh, you just have to keep the sticker on it. Like it's his like record labels sticker. <laughs> he was like, just don't get rid of the sticker. I was like, word. Nice. Yeah. So is there like a community around here? Like, do you know the people that live next to you? And um, yeah. So do you know Judo Chop or Sunshine Spaz? Those are bands around here. Yeah. Uh, he's he's the drummer for both of those bands. He lives right there with his girlfriend. Um, they are like, I don't know. <laughs> They they knew they exactly used, what I was here to do. They're oh like, yeah, you here for Jack? I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it's <laughs> happened. It's happened yeah. before. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, I think like two or three other people she took, have like, like a minute to open the door. Too, yeah, so. <laughs> two or three other people have like totally walked up and been like, "Hey, I'm here to record the podcast," and they're like, "No, you're not. You're over there to record the podcast." <laughs> uh, you want to get right in? Are we here? So what? Um, what songs would you not want to? Yeah, I, I'm open to talk about any song. Yeah. <clears throat> Okie dokie. So I don't know if I'll start maybe and ask you about like my favorite couple, and then if you want to talk about yours, that could be cool. Um, I don't know what what are your like favorite songs in the project? I think my favorite songs are the project, are the first song and the last song. Yeah, those are two of the ones I have marked. Yeah, the songs. What's which is the one where you say like the run around with a bunch of clowns or whatever. That's a song called Place Inside My Mouth. Place Inside My Mouth. Okay. I that <laughs> sticks out to me that I love that um What do you like about that? That like line. Uh, just the idea of literally running around with a bunch of clowns like cuz that's what I was doing for so long. Yeah. It's it very nostalgic. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Before we go any further, um 